So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, one of our listeners. This is Match Radio alongside my critical fan in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BBB Radio. And at the time of us recording this, it is Carnival Sunday, and it is probably right. one of the most uneventful Carnival Sundays yeah. we have ever experienced, like in, 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 in Trinidad, in history. Is, 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 it, is, it goat, is it Goat Pen? Yeah, we, we, we live in Goat Pen Carnival, so everybody making Goat Pen jokes and. Yeah, and and I mean if it's not that, is this drama going on now with um you know with Russia and Ukraine right now? Right, By the way, yeah. you know, pray for pray for Ukraine, sorry, you, you know. know. Right. Real crazy, but yeah, even to the point, just just off the, the cuff here, um, even on Tap Night Live and all too, they they you know, they, they just dismissed the cool open and just did this um well I don't know if you if you watched um last night's episode. I watched it yet. So, that's okay. so, so as you are probably watching, actually I watched it before. I, I didn't find time today, but I'll watch it probably sometime, you know, after we done this tonight. Yeah, well, well, well. Please see that episode. That episode kind of sucked, but yeah. <laughs> it was just that that cool open that was really interesting because they brought this um Ukrainian um choir to right. just you know do the song. That it was it was really nice so how they did that, right? But yeah, man, just just a lot of drama going on. So I mean, dull carnival sunday right not much to do so yeah that's yeah, this, this is our opportunity basically just talk about a bunch of stuff that we saw over the past week right so we have a bunch of well you know there's tv shows to talk about we have the docuseries we need to talk about cosby we have right. episode two of genius off of netflix we yeah. have the legend of vox machina the first season as far as movies go we will talk about well, you sorry sorry we'll talk about moonfall i sure. will talk about drive my car which is you know um, a best picture Oscar nominee right now. I'll talk about that. And in between, I will talk about a mixtape from a local rapper by the name of Stunner called the Wise Tapes, right? Right. So, uh, it is getting movie stuff out the way, man. I know we later to this party here, Ricardo. You saw this like two weeks ago, and I guess you probably forgot about the time you came home. But, um, yeah, Moonfall by the latest epic quote unquote from Roland Emmerich, right? Right. I mean, who, who was always big joke and say, you know, he's the king of like disaster porn So, right. yeah, take it away, Moon 4. What was about right. so, yes. your yeah, other right. right, so Roland Emmerich, right. So, you know, the, everybody make the joke, he's, he's Michael B. Gay cousin, you know, the usual joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you know, normal thing, right? Uh, this was pretty weak. I don't think this was like it wasn't anywhere near as interesting or engaging as, as any other other stuff. Like the last big disaster movie he tried to do was what twenty twelve, right? He tried to effectively top himself yeah. with that. Um, which 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 um I I actually saw twice in theaters. Like it's it, it's dumb as a really dumb movie, but right. my God, is it is it an entertaining movie? I mean, it's not as great as see uh, Independence Day, right? But nah, still, yeah. given the concept, it was like all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, Independence is one of those that, that hold up, I feel, you know, still in terms of like just balancing, you know, entertainment, but, but you know, just good storytelling in general and characterization. Uh, this was just like, I didn't think it would have been as interesting as what it should have been. And when you find out what's going on in, the, in terms of the big sci-fi conceit, it's pretty stupid. Like, it's not that interesting. It's one of those things that you clearly tell that he just you know rip off from a bunch of games and and stuff that came out years ago. And games, it, you say? Yeah, like like just it's just 
such generic sci-fi filler, no? like as a as a story. They're like, oh, that where you're going for? Okay, that 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 none of you any as interesting as you trying to see. It is though. That's all. Right. Well, 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 what 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 is it? What so, is it so, about? In right, a so, nutshell. Okay, so um, what's that boy name boy from Aquaman? Aquaman brother. Um. Oh, Patrick Wilson, right? Right, Patrick right. So, yeah, yeah. So he he basically had some weird event that happened to him, you know, years ago in the past. Like I, I, I forget which year it was. It was 2012 or something like that. But he basically had some something. It, it, it'd be him. funny if it was 2012. Huh? <laughs> right. It was like yeah. So I forget what year it was, but it was like before now. And so he get um he got attacked by this thing in in space, and he not sure what the hell going on, and it kind of weird what happened to him, and we believe him, and it's that whole a whole thing, right? And then the time passed, and then some reason or the other, the moon start like causing a set of issues. And then you realize the moon falling and coming to Earth and going to crash into it. And well, that would be the most disastrous thing ever. Now, here's the thing. If they had it just as that, and they kept everything like, well, it may have any, uh, something you know, extra going on with that or something like that, and they left it there, it would have been a fine movie. Because just the moon crashing into Earth would have been like disastrous enough. Like, what are you going to do with yeah, that? Yeah. So, right. But no. That's not what they do. They, this man go on full hollow earth theory bullshit with it. Well, not even hollow earth, but more hollow moon, right? They find out, like, okay, so spoilers for the movie now at this point, right? Yes. It's like, so I don't, what, two, I don't three three drop, so drop it, drop it, drop, drop them. I don't want to get anything else. It's, it's usual family drama, and then another guy, and Michael Pena was in this for some reason, and another okay. family drama. <laughs> yeah. And Halle Berry is a, a scientist, and the two of them, you're not sure they have a kind of love thing going on. You're not really sure what's going on. And all uh-huh. that happened, right? mm. Anyway, eventually, you find out what the hell going on with respect to the moon itself. And you find out the moon is hollow. And not only the moon is hollow, but it, it's, a, it's a construct designed to protect us from alien, other alien invaders. Because apparently sometime in the distant past, humans, like humans, come back and seed it to protect us from these artificial intelligence. And the purpose of the moon is to protect us because our AI inside the moon does protect us against artificial intelligence that was wanted to destroy us in the ancient past. That is what's going on. Yeah, it does sound like a bunch of salad nonsense. So, so, so it's, it's him kind of bringing back a little bit of, a little bit of Stargate then. A little Stargate, bit. A little Stargate. Yeah. Ancient alien stuff. Right. It's terrible. Like, none of it worked or, or fell flat. It, it wasn't interesting or engaging. And, yeah, I was just, uh, just bored, of the, bored as hell with all of this. Um, none of it was, was engaging or anything like that. I mean, it, it, some, of the, some of the set pieces was okay. But most of it was like, yeah, you're fucking serious. Like, uh, none of this, none of this engagement. And uh, yeah, that's the, the main conceit. I was just bored. I was just bored of the whole thing. So, like, so at least, at least, you didn't get any like spectacular visuals, you know, i.e., disaster porn stuff, right? You had, you had a lot of that, like because like you had again, it, it like much like 2012, no different from that. It's just the whole all the landscape filling up, and again the usual a ton of special effects and oh look this city that you're familiar with mashing up and this landmark and you had a short shot with the moon in the background coming real close to the earth and it, apparently I forget what you call it in, in real in real physics, but when something gets close enough, it'll start affecting the the gravity, which is in this case doesn't apply at all, but whatever. So apparently gravity does affect. The thing, so when the you know, it has a sort of gravity like gravity pockets. I forget what they call it, but you know, you see a sort of clouds flying up, and again, it's all of that is is fine and dandy, and it's looking all good on my, my seventeen inch monitor. It's fine, uh, but none of it was engaging or, or or holding my attention, and none of it was like again from a world building storytelling perspective, it wasn't that like interesting at all. 
like in terms of like what it is should be appealed to the whole ai trying to kill us stuff is old hat if this came out if this came out 10 years ago like if we came out with this like 2013 Right after, right after... Um, 2012, yeah. Right. If you came out with this... Yeah, like, that, that would have been interesting. Right. Or even if you came out with this instead of Alien... Sorry, instead of Independence Day 2, right? It might have worked for me. But as it is, rubbish, right? Uh, rating, eh, like a 4 out of 10, maybe. Or even lower. Uh, closer to a 3, probably. Uh, yeah, it, it really not worth your time or effort, to be honest. I, I was bored with the whole thing. If you, if you, I suppose if, it, if it's for the most casual of sci-fi fans who not like... Like, you know, sci-fi nerds like me who have been around the block a few times was completely... I was just rolling my eyes and just completely bothered the whole thing because none of it was interesting or engaging. Um, but if you're a casual sci-fi fan, you might like this, maybe. Um, everybody was not interested. I forget what his name, boy, is is Patrick um, Halliberry, And I forget the other, the other guy's name. That overweight guy. It did a whole thing with him in the end because he was the conspiracy theorist who was proven right, you know, the whole time. You know, he always have a, a character like that. Um, John Brady, um, Game of Thrones. I, 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 know, I know seeing the, the lineup on, on Wikipedia. I was like, what? You in this too? Yeah. Oh, should I say it's not, it's not Josh Gad or one of these guys? Josh Gad wasn't in this? It's one of these generic... No, no, no. no. It's not, not him. Not him. What's, what's the guy's name? John Bradley. That's his name? Yeah, yeah. He's from um, Game of Thrones. He's, he's, he's Samuel. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, yeah, that, 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 that is what... Well, it's him. I now see the pictures. Like, yeah, it's him. Again... At my brain, my brain does like totally like throw these people in the back, in the back of the, you know, the back dustbin almost immediately after I watch it. Um, yeah, I, I, I have no, no, nothing else to say. It was pretty bad, kind of forgettable and, and unfortunate. It's a shame that it can just do more something more interesting than this. But again, I, I know who the director is, who's kind of half assed the sci-fi anyway. So you know, he's one of those people that sci-fi just ramp up itself so much in the last few years that audience members like me have no patience for his stuff. And you can't get away with that bullshit now. So, yeah, moving on. Yeah, he's a, he's a, 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 he's one of these old directors that are really not, like, keeping up with the times, right? It's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Um, he, but, you know, he still have all the money and whatever it is. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, 4 out of 10. Moving on. Yeah. I, I just feel similar to, like, a Michael B. He just put himself into this creative box where, like, you know, there's yeah. no way, no way he could go outside of, you know, big budget action films that, you yeah. know, back the 90s but, but, but that's the thing you, you, exactly you, you, you're thinking about this. my thing with guys like him again he could have done this with independence did too as well right? as well where yeah uh, well yes. and thanks for reminding me that he that he made that film because that was a film that i removed yeah. from my brain right after. yeah exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The decade, but, no. but 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 yeah so it's unfortunate. all they need is just somebody to punch up the script for them like it's utterly shocking how all these people have this much money and just cannot punch up a goddamn script to save their life you know, they just can't, like nobody will sit down and say, hey, you know, this not this not interesting enough. Hey, this not engaging enough. Let me just get somebody to punch it up. Like even the MCU just do that. Like I still think the MCU does like pretty not bland, but like just kind of flat, basic, serviceable stuff. But then they'll ever so often just get somebody to punch up the script for them, and they'll give you a really interesting like idea, you know, idea for for the story. Like what did they do, Doctor Strange? Right? Is that that's that's how I feel about about him now. Anyway, moving on. Next. Yeah, next, right? Moving on. Right, so let's um, talk talk about some... Uh, let me talk Oscars for a little while, Dred. So let me talk about... Um, well, you know, thankfully for us, or I should say for me, since I was the only one who saw it, um, this is the last film that I'm going to talk about as far as Best Picture nominees for, for this year's um, Academy Awards, right? So I'm going to talk about Drive My Car, right? Um, this is the newest film from, if I butcher any name, forgive me, um, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, right? So, yes, right. this is a Japanese film. 
um, I was hearing about this for about the last few months from since last year, Jed, and a lot of, and I'll talk about this later on, right? And a lot of people, you know, had this up as one of the best movies of the year, you know what I mean? Top five, number one, all that kind of stuff, right? And, you know, top ten and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, when you hear all that stuff, when you hear all this hype and all this praise and whatnot, for, for somebody like me, you no, know, I'm curious now, so I want to see what the big deal is, right? Now, of course, I'm not expecting this thing to be mind-blowing or whatever, right? But I want it to be impactful in some way, right? So I could see why, why people love this film so much, right? So about that, right? About what the film is about, right? So um, it's based off of this um, short story of the same name, right? So it's from this um, author by the name of um, Haruki Murakami, right? Again, if I butcher names, forgive me, right? Right, so it centers on this um, guy by the name of Yus- y- Yusuke, right? If I get the name yeah, wrong again, Yusuke, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably Yusuke, Yusuke. Yusuke, right, right, yeah. right. And I watch anime, I'm supposed to be seeing these names like easy, right? Whatever. Yeah, you're probably right. still saying Sasuke, right? <laughs> you know, Sasuke, whatever. Right, so he is, well, he's an actor, but mainly he does like um, theater directing, right? So he was, I would say, because the, the, the show kind of starts with his flashback, right? He was working on this production of uh, Waiting for Godot, right? Uh, which is still a play that I still have no knowledge of. I have no clue what the story is about. I just always heard the word, right? Uh, sorry, always heard the, the, the title, right? So that being said, now he is married to a screenwriter by the name of Otto, O-T-O, right? Mm-hmm. And you learn later on that, the, that, that she is, well, both of them basically dealing with the loss of their daughter, right? Um, she died, like, some years ago and whatnot, right? Uh, actually, like, in the early 2000s, basically, right? And it's how this couple, basically, is dealing with it, right? So, Otto, what she does, basically, is that she just comes up with these stories, right? But um, while, while Yosuke is doing his stuff now, Otto just kind of comes off she just kind of comes off with these stories on the fly and just kind of feeds them to, to him now. Like, she's coming up with this idea and ho- with the intention, hopefully, to, to to carry across the television and whatnot, right? So, things seem to be good at the moment, right? And um, and then, well, one day he just kind of comes home and, you know, sees his wife with somebody else, right? But they're thinking, oh, Yosuke is going to flip out and do something. But no, he just kind of closely do one these, right? So um, later on now, like just like a, a few days later on, literally, he comes back home and she's dead. She's found dead, right? And right. he had to reveal what the cause was and all that kind of stuff, right? So cut to two years later now. And he gets um, invited to work on this multilingual, I would say, adaptation of Uncle Vanya. That's another play. have no clue what it's about, but I always heard the, the name of it, right? Right. And there's this rule, basically, where... Well, sorry. So he has to move, basically, to Hiroshima, right? And there's this rule, basically, that the, the heads, the people who are more or less running this uh, production, says that he can't drive his way to to work, right? Or to the to the set itself or whatever, right? Just some reasons, just company reasons. But they, it sounds weird, but it, it sounds legit, right? So they actually hire a driver, um, well, just a young woman, right, by the name of Koji, to do the job for that, right? So he so she basically drives him using his car, basically, as this, um, this okay. red... This red, um, what type of car it was? Wait, well, I just read it off here. This Saab 900. Not familiar with the car at all, right? But it's a pretty old car, right? But it's something that he uses, right? But it has a lot of, um, 
emotional way to him because you know of course this was a car that he had for years and it always reminds him of his wife right um there's also a little subplot involved not really a subplot but there's a little um bit i should say right where he would be listening to these tapes because um otto actually like records herself um feeding lines of dialogue from uncle vanya or well for, yeah from uncle vanya for him to to memorize now but they are ironically related to how their relationship was right where it's it's kind of dead right um they don't really feel the love as much as all i mean yet it is you know get get down ever so often i uh, forgot to mention too like when they get down that's when she comes up with these stories right so it's right. during sex right which is weird but you know it's japanese right and you know it had to be all provocative and shit right so in a nutshell the show is just mainly about yosuke trying to you know just trying to move forward in life right he's dealing with this production there's this young actor who is on board and he seems to be really interested in yosuke and he's familiar with otto that's all i'll say at the moment um and it's and also he just sparks this um this this friendship i would say with uh with koji and you know koji herself has some deep-rooted, you know, some deep-rooted stuff about her as well. Like, she's dealing with, with loss in her own way too, but she's just very silent, very to herself and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's just about these two individuals at the end of the day just, yeah, just coming to terms with their own grief and finding a way to move forward in life. And that's the film, right? So just right off the bat, right, sounds very compelling, very right. emotionally heavy and all that kind of stuff, right? And as I said before, I mean, it is quite provocative. Like, like just right down to Otto and the way how she comes up with these stories during sex and whatnot. All that is just, like, provocative stuff, right? So all that's all that interesting, right? Um, and just seeing how this guy is dealing with grief and just dealing with the fact that he could have done something when his wife was alive. He could have pulled her up on what she was doing, right? But he, he just knew because of the death of their daughter that she was just going through you know, tra- um, trauma as well too. And he's going through trauma as well, but he does right. find this inability to communicate with each other, right? All that's great and whatnot, right? Very compelling, right? Just to get the good out of the way, right? Very well directed, right? Um, um, It's also going up for best director, by the way, I forgot to mention that. Um, And yeah, I mean, Ryusuke actually did a great job doing terms of direction. Um, not a lot of camera movement, but where he puts his camera, where he frames the shots and all that, great, right? Um, it's also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. I don't know the source material at all, so I can't see that, you know, this this film is a great adaptation of that story. But for what it's worth, I mean, the story is straightforward enough, right? You, you, you pretty much will understand what's going on. I mean, it is provocative at certain points, but, you know, it's, it's not to the detriment of the show, right? And acting-wise, I mean, for what it's worth, it's, it's, it's superb. I mean, just across the board um whether it's the guy who plays yosuke or the actress who plays um otto you know what i mean another right. side characters as well too all that's great right here's the issue that i have with this show though. the biggest issue with this show the glaring issue with this show right i have to explain myself carefully so again as i said before a lot of hype surrounding this movie right even by years and people talking about the show drive my car best move one of the best movies of the year top five right you know um so much people put this up in the top five list, right? Right. I went into this completely blind. I just know two characters and a red cat. That's all I know, right? But I went in now knowing that this movie clocks in at exact... Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say exactly. One minute shy of three hours, though. Like, okay, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah this yeah, is a long movie, though. 
And I will tell you, having sat through this movie, there was no reason for the show to be this long. None. But here's the catch, though. The director himself, actually, <laughs> I, I, I found this out after the fact, right? He made a film called Happy Hour, right? Happy Hour. Right. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that movie is five hours long. Five hours long. You know? And here's the catch, though. It's not no art film or nothing like that. It's a straightforward drama. Not no weird artsy stuff or nothing like that. No avant-garde stuff. It's straightforward drama, right? I don't know if it's the same way with Happy Hour, but with Drive My Car. Because I was wondering, okay, well, there had to be something like real artsy and real profound about this thing for people to be praised so much. Nope. Straight. Straightforward. Anybody could jump into this and understand it. But my God, boy, that three-hour runtime is a chore, dog. They're like, like, I, I will, I'll put it like this, right? And this is this is not me insulting the film, right? You could have taken out an hour of that film. Wow. One hour. And it would not have, you wouldn't have even missed it. Right? That's how it is. Because, like, I just watching this thing now, like, all right, well, the characters where they are, okay, I get, all right. Going through grief, okay, I can understand that. I actually can relate to that, yes. But they have these moments where it's just, you know, it's just like, Okay, we, we like they go in for the slice of life kind of thing. So you, you're seeing characters in the, in the element, you're seeing them how they meet with other people and when they interact with other people, and all that kind of stuff. But still, the movie just moves at this glacial pace, right? And they're like, all right, but get to the point already, get to the point, get to the point. And the point actually, I mean, like when, when, when the characters themselves, the main characters, actually come to this realization and have to move forward and like it's beautiful right it's great right yeah. um and he even shows up in the uncle vanya um production as well too because what they do is that the production itself is supposed to mirror what's going on in yosuke's life right right um and it starts off before with him listening to his wife feeding him lines right but it goes beyond that it goes to when he you know confronts this new actor um him meeting otto sorry not otto koji and all this stuff right all that's cool trend but Jeez, Dredd, you could have tell that whole story in two hours. There was no reason for this movie to be three, Dredd, you know? Wow. So, I'm sorry. Like, for me, I was just watching this and, like, I wasn't bored or anything like that, you know? But in the back of my mind, I was just like, this is what I'm going to jump into now for, for a while, right? This is what people was praising. This is what people were putting on this pedestal and scene. was one of the top five movies of the year. Because, think about that, the top five, you know, you took, that, that, that's right up there, you know? And I'm watching this thing, but like, no, do this normal, like, nothing yeah, really no, spectacular. Especially. Yeah, nothing spectacular in terms of story, nothing spectacular in terms of twist. There's actually a particular twist that takes place, and literally you see that coming a mile away, right? right. Uh, when, when this new actor shows up and talks about how, you know, he was, you know, so influenced by Yosuke's right and Otto's right. Like, the moment he dropped that, I was like, all right, I know where this is going to go. And it happened, I was like, all right, well, still, like, I was expecting some kind of crazy thing to happen. Again, nothing, right? And what I feel going on behind the scenes, right? So this is just my speculation, right? The Academy Awards themselves, right? The, the Academy, sir, right? Remember two years ago, there was Parasite, right? Yeah. 2019. It was, it was our favorite movie of 2019, right? Yeah. Remember the huge amount of praise that movie got, right? So, I mean... It was, well, still, it was a surprise to me, but when it was nominated for Best Picture, I was like, what? Okay, a South Korean movie? What? 
And yeah. then it won. I was like, okay, okay, okay. But still, it was a surprise. Now, like I don't think it ever happened in in in, um, in Oscar history. <clears throat> but I think what the Academy did here was just jump on this drive my car hype train, or right. say drive my hype train, right? Because of all the praise this movie was getting, and say, all right, cool. Because of all that praise, we're gonna put this as best um, best picture nominee. But here's the problem now. People like me now who hearing about this hype from for for months and months and months now, gonna go into this thing expecting this thing to be some kind of revolutionary something. And I what I mean revolutionary, like like look at see, um, Parasite for example, right? It was just how well told and well acted and well structured everything was, right? And I mean, it was a story that anybody could relate to, but it was just told in this unique. Well, I want to say unique in. I was just a distinct kind of way, right? It wasn't yeah. totally different, but it was like, yeah, you, you don't see films like this is these days, but it was just done so right. well. Yeah, here's just normal, 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 normal. No big twists, no big surprises. Maybe ever so often they might have a, a couple of envelope pushing moments, but nothing really to go crazy over. Yes, I understand it's about grief and about loss, but I mean. If you've seen one film about grief or loss, then you, you right. kind of know where the show is going to go. I already tell you how the movie going to end, right? But still, people are just going to go into this thing with their expectations high, right? Because of all the praises the movie is getting, right? And then again, you're, you're putting it right to the tip-top uh, best picture, right? And uh, sorry, I just came out of this like, well, yeah, it was cool, but it's not a show I can remember. It's not a show I think we're going to win best picture at all. Um <clears throat> That being said, though, if it if it wins um, best international feature film, well, cool, okay, well, all right, that that will be interesting. I haven't seen any other, any of the the other films in that category, but if it wins, right. okay, cool. But other than that, though, for you to see best picture, Dredd, it had to have something more. Dredd. It had to have some kind of quality that people will remember when when you come up when you finish watching this. I watch a review of this, and people just saying because of how. You know, it's it's just how the story sneaks up on you, and this how, you know, it just kind of moves at, at kind of a casual piece, and then things would happen, and it would change the way how you look at the characters, all that kind of stuff. Again, all that is fine, but I'm not seeing anything different. I'm not seeing anything unique. Not seeing anything mind blowing. That's I'm like, wow, okay, this is really really cool. Dude. This is, I would I would recommend this to people. Like, you no, know, yeah, look at this. But no, I just saw this basic, straightforward drama, right? But again, three hours, dog. Like yeah, again, too like yeah. too long, way too long. So for you, Ricardo, I know you haven't seen it, right? I don't know what you will take out of it, right? You know, maybe you might be impressed by the storytelling. Maybe you might be impressed by where the story goes and the acting and all that kind of stuff, right? Cool, right? But I already know, Dread, that 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 runtime is gonna get to you. That runtime right. is gonna get to you. It's gonna get to anybody who watches this film, Dread. But I feel, and I'll wrap up here, I feel some people will go in knowing about the runtime and just, again, jump on that hype train. Just kind of block everything out and be like, well, no, because everything is justified. That runtime is justified because, you know, it's about those characters and their life and all that kind of stuff. Again, I get that. But no, not with that length thread. If it was a Hollywood film thread, like some some script doctor would have been like, no, cut that hour out of that one time trade. Yeah. Because again, you bring in audiences to sit down and watch this show trade. You 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 could tell a whole story in two hours, even two and a half max trade. But three, no trade, no no. Yeah, no. I mean, so, I, I, I'll see it for I'll eventually see it for myself to see what it is. You know, 
the cases with respect yeah, to like yeah. usually when you have like stuff that extra long you're wondering right how much is this filler time purposes and it might have some interesting character moments or beats maybe but yeah but an extra hour you say a whole hour but that's real time you know yes yeah, yeah. time. just just this so, the more i took about it i was like yeah take a full hour of that dread make it two hours and you would have hit that point quicker right, right. right? and it's it's a, it's a great it's a great point but again it's your length of time you had to wait for it right so, I don't know. I but for for, for me though, um, what 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 makes this even more interesting? And I'll I'll wrap up here. Is that I'm not seeing that much reviews, like new reviews of it so far, right? Um, you know, especially as it's leading up to the to the Oscar ceremony, right? But I am curious to see how people respond to it now that it's out digitally, right? Now that it's on HBO Max and people could see it, right? Right. And I want to see people like really honestly look at this show come out of it and say yes this is the one of the best movies i've ever seen in my life i want to hear why if you give me a good legit reason why i'd be like okay i should rewatch this show dread but for me what i saw was just plain simple ordinary i don't want to say by the numbers but just plain and simple storytelling dread. nothing right. too major or, or revolutionary or anything like that dread. so I mean, it, Boy, we had um, yeah. we had this movie last year. I want to say last year. There's a uh, Minari, right? Yeah. And yeah. like that, that was like one of those that was kind of it was good but underwhelming because it was expecting something more, you know, drama. But it was yeah, it was expecting more drama, but it was more like right. you know, just a, a slice of life. life. No, not even, yeah, slice yeah, of life thing. Yeah. Right, slice of life. But so, but it still worked. But it, that wasn't three hours. Like that wasn't. And right. I, I, I remember it was it was it, it had a great team, you know. What I mean, it was all about right. Americana, where right. it was set in the eighties and right. all that kind of right. stuff. Exactly. And it was this Korean okay. family. I mean, right. it's, it's, interesting, right? it's, it's interesting how we we having these conversations as as main films and not just international film. Because yes, we let it be clear, we do treat the international film and is, uh, we still have a very strong American bias um, with these films. I'm not sure. To get put to, to to get it the best picture is a whole different story. I don't know. We'll see. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and and what I'm wondering too as well. Don't worry, I'm gonna wrap up. What I'm also wondering too. I hate to see this, Dred. I hate to see this, but <laughs> is it because it's Japanese? Is it because it's non Hollywood? This is right. the reason why people love this film so much. Like, oh my god! Like, you don't see Hollywood dramas like going this deep and you know explore character. Right. I'm sorry, I've seen Hollywood dramas that explore characters in faster time and it still gets to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, the length, that, that's the thing. Like, I just want people to talk about that length. People had to tell me if that length is justified or not. Right. But for me, it isn't. By, but again, I want you to see it. You know, maybe, maybe when time come now for, you know, our recap of the Oscars or something like that, maybe you could tell me, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I could see where you're coming from, uh, Matt. Right, but, right. You know, whatever, right? Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, I yeah so, so at the moment, at the moment, I am going to give this, for, for me, being honest, right, I'm going to give this a decent, a strong three out of five. It's eyed right. for what it is. Maybe along the way maybe down the line i might watch it again and i might bump it up to a four or maybe a four and a half or god forbid a five but for now i just do not see what the big deal is with this movie yeah. somebody had to sit down and tell me why the show is so great i don't want you to tell me well because it's non-hollywood and you know you don't see move no 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 
And you want to tell me why this movie runs at 179 minutes, including credits. You all have to tell me the justification behind that. Somebody had to tell me that, Trent. If you could convince me that this movie is deserves to be one of the best ever, then okay. But for now, it is what it is, Trent. I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't buy into the hype trend. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I just don't. But yeah. that's not me dumping on the show, though. It's just I just don't get it, right? But for me, I mean, I'll be happy if it wins Best um, International Feature Film at least. That would be cool if it wins that. Although I still want to see the other four and I can make my judgment. But if it wins, cool, right? Um, the Best Director is, is well-deserved as well, too. I think that, you know, uh, Ryo Suke did a great job, right? Be, you know, right. behind the, 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 the camera and whatnot. But Best Picture, by uh-uh, boy, uh-uh. I, I, I think this is the academies we are seeing. You know, maybe we could have another parasite in our, in right. our hands. But sorry, this, this ain't no, this ain't no parasite. See, this ain't no parasite, right? And I'm gonna stop there. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little hip hop for a while, right? Um, actually, we're gonna talk about hip hop for a good while, I should say, right? But um, we are going to kick things off with uh the Wise Tapes, right? This is the newest mixtape from. Trimigonian rapper Stunner Park, or well, I'm I'm just going off of what he's calling him, what he's calling himself now currently on Spotify. By the way, this is on Spotify, right? Um, so for the the interest of this review here, I'm gonna call um I'm gonna call him Stunner, right? Going forward, right? Uh, this is a follow up to his um, mixtape season volumes one and two mixtapes, right? And in this case here, with the Wise tapes, um, production is handled by Mike Wise, right? Um, y'all should know him if you've been listening to you know this podcast here. Um, you know, uh, dope rapper and producer, right? So uh, what we get here is basically this uh, five track um, mixtape slash EP, right? So um, it kicked it, well. It starts off with uh, the track Life of a G. Featuring Pharaoh Garo, right? There's this like opening since these twinkling since, right? But I know I've heard them before. I know it's from this 80s RB song or something like that, but for the life of man, I just can't remember the name of it, right? But um <clears throat> I love how the, the the pitch switches up a bit and you know when he when the drums kick in, right? So now it comes through with a great hook, but you know, it has this noticeable grandeur to it. So he's like, life of a G, life of a G. Another scripture written in my diary, right? Um, very Tupac, very Scarface inspired, right? Right, yeah. Uh, Firo comes through with a, with a dope foos foos. Uh, I love how he sounds really charismatic and cocky uh, throughout it. You know, he, he drops bars like, flow so cool, like I'm streaming out of Alaska. Sons of bitches, ask your mom, go ahead, ask her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, that, that, yeah. just that line, I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, Stunner comes through with some braggadocious bars as well too. He does a little pop culture references here, there. So he says, um, "I'm lucky, Luciano. I'm Tony Soprano. I'm kicking down heads and sit like I'm Luffy and Wano, right?" I assume that's a that's a One Piece reference, right? Right, right. Um, yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's 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 short. It's actually the shortest track on the mixtape, so it's clocking in at two minutes, but it's sweet and to the point, right? And for me, that's that's easily the best way I can describe this album. Like short, sweet, to the point, right? Uh, next track we have is Mute, which features Blade Major. Um, it has this soulful 70s black exploitation inspired beat. It sounds like the type of music you listen to if you were like cruising in a in a Cadillac Eldorado, right? In the daytime. Super fly style, right? Kids act spirits. Um, even the intro sounds like the kind of things you'd be thinking about while they're driving, right? So, you know, it's it's um, you know, just thinking about, you know, just realizing that there's more to life than money and girls and stuff like that, right? Right. So Blade Major opens the 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 track off with 
the stream of consciousness type bars. He has this rather gruff voice about him, you know what I mean? But, you know, he's just kind of talking about how we slowly being conditioned and to act and be less than human, right? Um, he mentions the absence of the freedom of speech, um, negative messages being broadcast through the media, or movies to be precise now, and so on, right? Um, Stutter matches his verse with a really cynical but very thoughtful look at the world around him, along with his um, disdain for politicians and, you know, the half-hearted approach to, you know, solving, you know, problems, right? Uh, he even brings up a little treaty politics as well, too, where he says, give me a black pope, damn it, give me some hope. Presidency ain't shit, Trump made that a joke. Give away laptops, let me bring it back home. I know you're glad you ain't see him trying to build up a dome, right? I was like, ah, that's a, that's a Kamala reference right. here. Yeah, I see, right. I see, I see. <laughs> but yeah, this was a dope track overall, though, but it's really like the in-my-zone vibe of it that really makes it yeah. work, right? Next off, we have the Pussycut G4L veterans, right? Featuring Next Gen and JJ, right? Um, and this is basically like just um, well, all actually all throughout this this um, this mixtape, it's basically um, it's basically Stunner collaborated with his G4L you know crew, right, or his brethren, I should say, right. Um, in this case, with this track here, we get this soulful boom bap beat. It has some church organ keys, has some meal vocalizing in the background. I know that hook from somewhere. Um, I don't know. For, again, for the life of me, just can't pick up on that sample though, right. But it's clearly from some 70s soul song, right? But anyway, so Next Gen opens the track with this smooth laid-back laid flow. It really fits well with the beat. Even when he switches to like a triplet flow after his first eight bars, it still fits with the beat, right? Um, JJ representing Arima. Nice, nice repping Arima as well, too. You know, from one Arima to another. Uh, comes through with some witty, slightly animated bars in the second verse. Uh, his final bars, though... A fox with so sorry for butchering them, right? So he says, Ain't been a minute, but I've been consistent. Not like these bitches that drop every month or so. Still nobody talking about you like your name is Bruno. Like, hi, hi, dropping Bruno bars. Okay, I see, I see, I see you. Right? So um starting to close this track off nicely. You know, we love how these are focused he is with his delivery, how potent his bars are. And yeah, I mean, this was a solid track right here, man. And up next, we have what is, in my opinion, the best track on this uh, mixtape. This is Feelings. This features Trackstar and Blade Major, right? For me, this is the best track because of how dark it is, the, the vibe of this song is, right? If Mute is the track that you listen in the day when you're in that Eldorado, Feelings is the track that you listen to in the night when you're just, like, out in the streets, just cruising and just taking place to all the, like, shady nocturnal stuff going on, right? Uh, Trackster kicks things off brilliantly with, you know, these braggadocious bars. I love his closing lines where he says, I is not best creed, so please don't mix me. I never met a okay. gal who don't miss me, right? And his hook, it's so simple and it's effective, but I just love it though, you know what I mean? Uh, Stella comes through with a solid second verse. He's spitting some grimy ass bars here. Like he says, the winner's circle is fickle because all the bones are brittle. Me as an enemy means I won't let you breathe a little, right? Bleed Major comes back now into the mixtape and he closes the track off with this menacing, like, really aggressive verse, too. Like, I never, like, met Bleed Major in, in, in my life, too. I mean, shout out to Bleed Major, do you think? But he's still, like, the type of person, if you, like, if you just watch him the wrong way, he would do like he says on his track, do and throw your ass down a precipice if this happens twice, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. real grimy this way. But best track in the mixtape, bar none, right? Love this. And last off, we, last but not least, I should say, uh, we have 4Q, right, which features Super Freak, right? Mm -hmm. uh, title is pretty self-explanatory, so it's basically right. Stunner and Super Freak just taking shots at just the higher-ups, everyone in power, uh, particularly those who kind of just use the status and power to undermine the common man, right? 
Um, the beat for this is the most emotionally driven on this um, mixtape here. It has the stirring female vocal, with this stirring female vocal sample, these tense piano keys, and has this melodramatic vibe overall, right? I want to touch on Super Freaks first for a bit, right? Um, because for me, I just, like, um, his vocal delivery is very, very reminiscent of old school, I would say, golden age hip-hop, right? And this is not an insult here, but I just mean in terms of how direct he is when he spits, how he just, he's taking his time when he spits, right? It's always, like he he flows like that, right? But it's to the point that, you know, like and he doesn't like resort to like double or triplet flows, right? But it's very simple. It's very to the point, very direct, right? Uh, his verse actually focuses a great deal on, you know, COVID and he responds to it, right? So he mentions um, Dr. Anthony uh, Fauci, right? And yeah. his, you know, his promotion of masks and vaccines, all that kind of stuff, right? But as Super Freak frames it now, it's like the, those measures do little to compensate the devastation that's occurring um, due to this, you know, worldwide now due to this pandemic, right? The vibe of the song itself is very arena-like, very stadium-like, and you really hear that in the chorus, right? Because there's this echo effect added to it, like, almost like he's on the stage and he's just, you know, just rallying this crowd, basically, right? And Super Freak just delivers this fuck this, fuck that hook, right? And, you know, he's talking about, you know, World Health Organization, Kim Jong-il, um, Trump, even Biden knows as well, right? So, at the end of the day, you may not agree with him, though, but yeah, you had that bit, Dre, the man is he's pissed on this verse, Dre. Um, Stunner, however, comes through, like, he's sticking more, he's sticking with the 2020 vibe of the song as well, too, but he's more talking about uh, racism, uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, just right. the, the, the impact of that, right? Um, he drops a great line, though, just paraphrasing here, where he says, um, shoot a nigga who is to blame, is it the shooter or the ones who gave him an aim? It's like, all right, all right, all right, give him, give him, give him an aim, all right, cool. <laughs> I love that, right? And Super Freak's hook now is, is modified for Stunner's topic of choice, right? So, you know, he's talking about fuck all lives matter because it's all fake chatter. Uh, fuck me, fuck me, America great again. You only want the power so you could steal, so you could just steal again, right? So, at the end of the day, for me, right, I imagine the criticism some listeners, especially for trade, I will have with this is that, you know, it's all about America and American issues, right? But I'll make the argument that these things have resonated, you know, across the world, right? And it's hit, you know, in, in Trinidad in more ways than one, right? So, yeah, why why can't we address it? We don't have to be American rappers to address these things. I mean, it impacts all of us, right? So that's what it is. So it's a really, like, provocative way to end the, the mixtape off, though. But um, I do hope that, that people give this song a, a, a listen and, you know, at least build some discussion off of it, right? Instead of just dismissing, um, dismissing it as, oh, you know, you're... You're angry at things that happened in 2020 and 2021. Okay, who cares? But now nah, we really should care. Those things are, you know, are huge deals, right? Overall, this was a pretty solid mixtape, man. Um, I admire how Stunner brought his um, boys onto this um, mixtape. You know, we um, gave them the moment to shine. Um, although for me, though, I did come out of it wishing we got at least one solo track. Though. Like, if it was just like at least like one or two, I would have, I would appreciate that, right? And also to the, the runtime, um, it clocks in at a full 15 minutes, um, which is really short, like like really really short though. But still, there's a lot there's a lot to to digest and a lot to take out of this um of the out of this mixtape here, right? Right. Uh, production was great throughout. Performances were dope throughout though, and I mean again, despite its short runtime though, the the mixtape did deliver, right? Well, um, it was a dope bars and beats, right? 
So rating wise, I'm gonna give this a strong three and a half out of five, man. Um, you know, if it was out of ten, I'll give this a, a seven point five. Um, this is this is solid work, man. This is absolutely worth checking out. And last thing, last though, I do feel like this is like a like an appetizer for a a potential um you know or, or future album. Uh, I do hope that we get this we, we get an album very soon. because uh, I would like to hear more of out of this guy. I would love to hear more out of um G4L as well too. And um, by the way, I mean shout out to Stunner, do your thing. G4L, do your thing as well, man. So yeah, yeah, this is this is this is solid work here. I am impressed by this. So yeah, definitely give the wise tapes a listen, man. Yeah, nice one. Right, so sticking with hip hop again now, let's talk about episode two of right. Genius, a Kanye trilogy, right? So, uh, well, Ricardo, if you don't mind, why to do these stops this list, right? But um, this just before we begin, before we begin, right? So, um, this was dropped on the week of um, the release of the of of Don the Two, right? Here, here's the thing. <laughs> So yeah, he 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 kept this promise and he dropped it on Tuesday the twenty second, right? You know, cause you know two twenty two twenty two, right? right? Yeah. So yeah, that that that's that's a joke, right? Yeah. You know, um, nobody. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they don't push out the um, GZ twenty two two so that on 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 Facebook or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I think there was some article. I forget who who did it. Somebody was do like a retrospective look at the song two uh twenty two twos. Yeah, it was weird on, on that day itself. It was it was weird, right? But yeah. Um, but I all right. So I didn't see the live performance that he streamed off of his um YouTube channel. I saw highlights of it though. Apparently there was some technical issues, some mic issues and stuff like that near the end, and it had a point literally where. Where 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 you threw his mic on the um well I can't see on the ground though because if 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 you're if you're familiar with his um his listing parties right you know it's Kanye right so he had to make it all lavish and whatnot right is the same church iconography kind of thing you know yeah. it's this house but it has this um this this cross on top um but in this case it's in flames because you know it's meant to represent what's going on with his family and you know the separation and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff right. And throughout the performance, now it's like the, the the flames are subsiding now, and now it's like oh well, there's there's light coming out from it now, like literal light that comes out of it, you know, like that. And it's surrounded by water, basically. This not not heavy water, of course, right? Because on a set on a stage, sorry. So you know the house is surrounded by water, and you know it's just like can you just walking around with these boots on, performing, and everybody's kind of walking in and you know stuff like that. that. But um, that that that's the performance. Um, the album itself, I actually listened to it. I, I checked it out actually today <laughs> before okay. we, we met up here online. Um, and I just gave this two listens, right? There's just two listens, right? But I'll just let you know one time, boy, this is a disappointment, boy. Wow. Boy. Yeah. There, there's one good thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not really seeing much, right? It's way shorter than the one, right? This, yeah. this, this one is about 45 minutes, roughly. While you know, done the first done, there was like what it was. It started off as an hour and forty, then it turned to two hours. Okay, the deluxe, the deluxe version, right? But really, what 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 makes this album not work for me? By is that all right? Like in the first one, I mean, whether you like it or not, right? Yeah, yeah I, I do like the idea of him kind of coming to terms with who he is as a person, as a Christian, all that kind of stuff. So okay. you know, it's part you know gospel, but it's part all right. I still. 
you know, one of the best rappers and producers doing my thing, right? So kind of one foot in the church, one foot in the streets, and you know, just that conflict that that inner conflict that going on and related to his life and his marriage and all kind of stuff. So it, it makes sense somewhat, right? Here with this one was just us, you know, is is just you know, Kim with with Peter and Pete, Pete Davidson, sir, right? And I I hate Pete Davidson and. You know, right. I, you, you can tell that it's it's pretty much a divorce album. That's what it is, right? It's him trying to deal with it, but in true Kanye fashion, you know, it's you can tell like he still hasn't, he's still in the process of getting over it. Though, but it doesn't sound to me like he is like going anywhere at all, right? Even though he might try to sell you near the end that yeah, I mean, I'll I'll get over it, but I'm fine, right? But now, nah, to me, it it for me personally, I just felt like. Just talking quickly, right? Because now you have to talk about Genius, right? He needed more... Like, this album should not have even been dropped this year. Like, give yourself some time. Make sure everything is official as far as the divorce goes. All you know what's going to happen with the kids and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then you make the album, Jay. Don't just drop it in between the drama that's going on with you and Kim and Pete. It, it, it doesn't work, Jay. And it just comes off more like temper tran- tantrums more than anything else. Like... Yeah, you know, exactly. all that kind of stuff, and look at me and the flex, and you're with him, and it's just mainly him just flexing a lot and talking about, well, you know, if he was if he was still with me and all that kind of stuff, though. But you could tell he's he's just having a hard time getting over this shit, right? and again, I don't blame him. But why do you have to put this on wax and force us to listen to it? And even worse too, well, thankfully for me, because uh, I, my excuse is I from Trinidad. I wasn't gonna pay no. I wasn't gonna buy no stem player and pay two hundred dollars to, to listen to Donda Two. Hell, to the do I did not even do that, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I feel so sorry for people who are gonna spend X amount of cash to listen to this boy because, and you know, in typical Kanye fashion, you will say, well, you know, it's this is just a first draft and I'll fix this up and you know I'll improve it, blah blah blah. But from why here, boy, it's just like. You could you could fix it up whatever you want to, but still, this just felt unfocused. It was just scattered. It was a huge departure from you know at least the you know like he was swinging right. He was swinging for the fences with the first one. Here it's just like well he's swinging, but it's just like well I swinging more. I swinging more at Pete Feast, right? I, I swinging more right. at Pete yeah. more than anything else, right? And it, 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 I don't know. It just didn't come off good. Like it didn't come off. Um, great to me at all. This was a huge step down in my opinion. I wouldn't say right now that this is the worst thing I heard for the year though. Again, um, Kanye's a guy who will just fix things up and add new tracks and all that kind of stuff. So maybe a deluxe version might, might, might wow my way. But as yeah. far as I follow up to Donda, boy, and I mean like Donda wasn't even like the best thing ever though. But I yeah. get what he was trying to do boy. But this was a huge step down in my opinion. So that was my review of Done the Two. Right? Yeah. So let me just jump into Genius Episode Two. Um, this is called um Purpose, right? Uh, yeah. so yeah, Ricardo, take it away. Purpose. What was it about? Right. So yeah, they 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 pull from well the the well they started with the the uh, which I, I always thought this was a um a big a different issues, but I always thought he was in a motorcycle accident. It's not. It's a car oh, really? It was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was a car, yeah. It was a, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for some reason, I was, that was, I always keep thinking it was a motorcycle. Well, okay, uh, okay. I think I, I think I'm confusing that with, um, with this fellow, J-Rock. J-Rock, I think, had a motorcycle accident. Yeah, J-Rock did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, yeah. Pretty, this one is right. So this one just follows follows up on the, 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 the pull straight from the, him, the car accident, so just kind of re- railroading him and 
how he's still struggling with, you know, the, what is the, you know, him, it's kind of weird that they're focusing so much on this premise of him being respected as a rapper for some reason. Like, yeah, but why? Yeah, and, and, and well, more more that and also to um him being signed basically well well right. yeah i mean he is he is signed by by rockefeller we saw that in the end of the first episode but still right. just kind of look at it like oh you're you're a producer man like you're no rapper like right uh, uh, and i, yeah. I, I kind of I, I get it but at the same time at the same time i was like yeah but like at this point why make such a it's such a weird thing to focus on well he he, he had to get signed he kind of make a big deal out or oh, pd crack even above him and it was like, oh yeah, right. I remember PD Crack, right? Good. And then they focus on just the music part of him, and that is the kind of the conceit of him kind of trying. To, a lot of this is him proving to be a rapper. Right? That is pretty much. Uh, we'll stop there and then we can talk about it. Yeah. Um. All right. So I will, I will just do my my just just share my thoughts on this episode, right? Uh, similar to the first one, I I enjoy this, right? But just mainly because it's old Kanye straight to straight from the soul Kanye, right? Um. Just seeing how just the process of him more or less refining the the, the culture of the album because um you remember that he he had most of it done but then the accident took place and then he did Trudy Wire and all that kind of stuff right to see him like versus it was him and like Pharrell yes that's what I was gonna yeah. bring up um yeah. that that Pharrell moment was great too because yeah, actually I... what, what it is like him going to well not Pharrell's studio, but while Pharrell was having studio time at this place, right? It's like, yo, Pharrell, listen to this track here, Trudy Wired, right? And he, like, Pharrell is amazed at, at, at how he was rapping there. To the point that he just walks out the studio like, yo, yeah. yo, 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 yo. And then he friend right. though, come and tell him, look, like, it's called Trudy Wired because literally he was, he was, he had his mouth wired shut, right? And that just blew Pharrell's mind even more, right? yeah. you know? And Pharrell's just like, yo, yo, you, yo, 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 you're you're destined for greatness, but I love there's a line that he says that a lot of people who will who will settle for being comp, um, complacent. So we always have to keep working, like you know, like we still had to maintain that hunger. You know what I mean? And that 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 that's something that rings true to me. Like I never like to stick a um, complacent life at all. I always yeah. have to keep moving. You know what I mean? That was a great moment. I really like. Right, right, no, right. So they they also get into the Jamie Fox thing. So I know this story because Jamie Fox told it on a Joe Rogan uh, interview, I think. Right. Uh-huh. That so referencing um slow jams then. Oh, oh okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, it would. Like, yeah. there's a there's a cool part of that. I, I agree. Yeah, and let's uh, just see that that studio session was great. I, I love how yeah. you know, well, the 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 intro intro for um for slow jams, right? Where he's talking about you know the, these women in the club talk about it so fast, yeah. man. Yeah, it's 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 improv. He just did that like, oh, yeah. in the studio. I, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um. Also, before I forget, um. Ludacris, like like we saw Ludacris right, though. Right. At, we at, didn't read out here. Yeah, and still to this day, I'm wondering why you didn't give Luda a verse, right? Why you, you didn't know. give him a verse? Like the man literally come, like just do a hook and 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 leave it out. I laugh when I see that. Like he just did it. That was it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just just seeing the process of um, not just making and refining the album, but getting more people to. To, to 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 be invested in it yeah i mean those those made for great moments as well too um it was you know cool seeing you know um actually i was surprised at how um how upbeat kanye was after that accident though. like i thought right. like he would yeah. have just been down in the dumps and whatnot yeah. but it's like yo like i still yeah, here. I, was... I still gotta do my ticket i i you know yeah, yeah. I, but we, we get to, we, we we see some little like we see some some co- good moments at the beginning of this where i thought they would have Focus on this with the, with the mother. So the mother to save his stuff and say, I don't want to, to take it. 
yeah, you don't want yeah. to throw away and keep it bloody or something like that. Like, oh yeah. Um, not, um, not is is the retainers? I think it's retainers yeah, it's, or it's something else. Yeah, yeah, the original, the new retainers, like the, right. the original last set of retainers for um with his with um, his jaw. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, right. and that's a good moment too. A little small moment of him like being confused as to why the guy didn't want to <laughs> film being filmed. Yeah, um, yeah, the um, the the um, the dentist, right? Yeah, and I also I saw like too how you know it, it all connects to the Trudy Wire music video, like right. yeah, you know we're gonna use some of this this footage here of you, yeah, right, you know, yeah, that jaw right. fix, and we're gonna put yeah. that in the video. Like exactly. I, I I love that, I love that, yeah, right, uh, yeah. I suppose was that I remember. I was like, oh yeah, I remember the shot from somewhere. I was like, okay. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah. So what the most notable thing about this this one is that it show how just kind of. This, yeah, that's kind of a little cringy and homely Kanye West is. Like, this this is a real, like, you know, and I, I don't think it's a puff piece or anything like that, but it real, like, trying to, like, real humanize him. So it's like... I him, know, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just trying to real humanize him, and, and that's, it, it working in that sense, I suppose, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 it just does that a lot. Like, it just, I have all these little normal moments of him, um, you know, little small moments of, oh, well, he... He talked to this little boy, and you know the little boy, hey little kid, you know I I did Izzo, remember that little scene? Yeah, yes, okay. <laughs> he talked to this white kid. That, that was yeah, funny. Yeah. A lot of yeah. stuff like like it's it's just these. They have a lot of that. Like when he was talking to some college student, and then the boy say, the guy said, um, yeah, all those stayed school, don't drop out the can and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, in this, um, in, in this in this restaurant, I remember that. Yeah. Right. Um. Also, what was interesting too is um well, one of the the directors of this right. You know, Cootie, I'm not sure if it's Cootie or, or Chike, right? I think it's Cootie. I think it's Cootie, right? Yeah, right. he was talking about how, well, you know, when the college dropout blew up, literally, and, you know, he went on tour, Kanye went on tour. Um, you know, he didn't really call on Cootie to, to, to film anything there. So right. Cootie just went and did his own thing, you know what I mean? And, and well, ironically, though, um, his friend, his, well, his partner, sorry, got called to play Jesus in the Jesus Walks music video. I was like, what? Right. Oh, that was you? Okay, okay. Uh, play this, um, well, fair-skinned version of Jesus, basically. Right. Um, although, to be honest, though, for me, it was always the second video that worked. That's, right. that's the one with the, the, the KKK guy with the... Um, Oh gosh, with the cross that's in flames. I always felt like that video was the was the best Long. of the three, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, Kanye was like, nah, I don't really care for that one or the one before that, which was in heavy rotation on on, um, on on TV. But this third one, I remember not seeing much of it at all. I think I saw it later on on, um, on YouTube or something like that, you know what I mean? But yeah. to him, that was like the best because it was in Chicago and it was all gritty and you know you see the mini car and all that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, all right, well, all right, cool for you. But yeah, um. Again, just 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 seeing the the, the the come up is great to um seeing how you know there's a great moment where you know they got this this choir that the Harlem Boys choir but this other choir to sing background vocals for Trudy Wire you know what I mean before yeah. they even do the premiere of the Trudy Wire music video that was really cool man yeah but um if I have what is you know go, well you know even though the the last episode hasn't dropped us yet is the direction of this um of this series here because you, as you see the in the, in the final montage you're you showing but everything literally after college dropout to to now well i should say roughly now trend 
So is it that this third episode is just going to run through everything that going on with his life? I can just make the narrative that, oh, well, Cody wasn't there at that time. And meanwhile, Kanye was going through his drama. Then he we met back up at, I don't know, in the 2010s or whatever. I, I'm not right. sure what the, the, the structure is. Because I just find, I mean, honestly, even though I, I am enjoying seeing the, the early days of Kanye, it's a lot of time spent around the college dropout, that lead registration, that graduation, right. even eat to eats. It's just around right, which the thought, college, Which I thought you know? would have gotten a lot of. You know, that was like a big, yeah. supposedly, depressing moment for his life, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, again, I, I'm just not sure what the direction of this uh, of this series will be. But I guess we'll see in the, in the last one, right? But I just hope that it just doesn't disappoint. I mean... For what it is, it's it's entertaining, it's um, inspirational. I am enjoying this as well. Um, you know, at the same time, trying not to you know connect this to what's going on right now with well, like, as this I say, divorce and the yeah, as I say, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, as I said, the, the timing kind of suspect, right? You know, it but is, I already but... thought, I already thought, I already thought that that uh, you know, Donda was gonna be this real big return to form for the man, and you know, but the, what you tell me is like, I don't know, none of that then. I mean, I, I still waiting for Pusha T stuff, so whatever. Me, me, me and too, I, me too. And I, and I join, and I join, I enjoy Diet Coke. So if Diet can eat, alright, fine. Yeah, I, 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 instrumental to that needs a drop. By the way, they're talking about somebody just this, just do it offer, offer, uh, offer the laptop, whatever. I mean, like, a, like, like the official instrumental had a drop because people had to do freestyles to that soldier. Sorry, yeah. yeah, but uh, I mean, again, for us, with you know, just another solid entry in this trilogy here. Um, if I can read it, I'll give this. You know, decent four to five. It's 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 worth checking out, man. Uh, especially if you're a Kanye star, you will you will enjoy everything about this. Yeah, uh, designed you know, for that. Because the yeah. whole thing, the whole thing, the design around just that share early two thousand nostalgia. You know, just us remembering. Hey, right. Oh yeah, I remember that. And, oh, that was real hard. And so on and so forth. Right, the usual bullshit. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention too. Uh, well, you know, for for you, Ricardo, you know, you were wondering where the deaf, uh, where the deaf comedy, where the deaf poetry jam stuff is going to come in. It shows up. Yeah, it shows yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Right. I love how right afterwards you saw his mom and you were you were walking through Times Square. That was great. That was great. Yeah. Because yeah, that was in the promo as well, too. But I love that it happens right after that deaf <laughs> that deaf poetry job thing. That was great. But uh yeah, for but I mean, yeah, I mean if you are a Kanye fan, you will you will enjoy this, you know. You know, if you're an old Kanye straight from the soul Kanye, you will enjoy this man. But um I just concerned about where this this final part is going to be. It just sounds like it's just going to cover, you know, everything from from that college dropout era. Sorry, after the college dropout era to now, and that's a lot of stuff they're going to cover. So it's just how they're going to, you know, tell a narrative through all that stuff. But I just hope that the, the, the this trilogy doesn't end on a, on a bad note because so far it's it's going really good, man. I, I I'm enjoying this one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we we we'll see, and of course we will do um, a review of you know episode three when it drops uh, this week, right? So stick with the documentaries for one more time. Now we need to talk about Cosby, boy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So once again, once again, Philly is having a moment. Philly uh, is having a moment. Not Philly, to be precise. Yeah, not Philly. A moment. <laughs> right. So. Um, all right, so before we start, there is a solid companion piece to this that I recommend. This is, a, I forget the guy's name is Joel or something like that. Joel or Jose or something like that. Look up, yeah, Jose. Look up Jose. And what a guy does, he also has something called We Need to Talk About the Cosby Show. 
is a a, a, docu- a kind of a documentary slash video essay about uh, I think it's close to two hours long. I'm not really sure how long it is. Um, and he does something similar, but he more focuses on the show and the nature of the show, right? And and the, the critiques of the show and whatnot. Um, so that is a good companion because there's a lot of overlap with this. Um, but I thought uh, with this documentary, it was just more in depth and and kind of less admittedly, you know, kind of a little post talked and after the fact, but still still pretty good. Um, but yeah, just just quick rundown of it, and then we could get into this. Yeah, well, um, if, if if you don't mind, in this case, uh, Ricardo, just what is run through what? Um, yeah, all right, this, so yeah. well, well, this of the sure. this of the the, the coffee guys. Before I forget, um, this is a a four part um docu series which um aired weekly on Showtime. It is from um W. Kamar Bell, um, yeah. who is like I'm not always like in know with everything that he does as far as you know TV and you know stand up comedy yeah, and whatnot. But it's a name that I always hear about. Like I always hear about yeah, him. You know? He's one of these comedians. You only can you more know them for for um I know I know them know him for for politics than comedy. To be honest, he's one of those. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, I I not that, that, that he, I don't know him as a funny guy per se, but he's because he's more a political commentary guy. All right, fine. Moving on. I don't know him for like anything else. I know a lot of comedians like that anyway. That you more know them for comedy. I'm sorry. You know you more know them for politics and comedy. Um, at this right. point in the career, but the thing is, I kind of never knew him for the comedy part at all. And he's like in his forties, so it's like uh, that kind of weird. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what what is what is this show about? Yeah, basically, he just he just runs through the the Cosby, the Cosby show, just just his con, 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 from his perspective, um, the whole Cosby drama from you know Cosby's career from beginning to now, and then the the sexual assault scandals and and the nature of the law. But what why I just going to get into it now. Uh, why it works well? I think this works very well. Um, two things. It works on his perspective. Yes, he, yes. I he, love he, that, yeah. He's a fan, right? He's a fan. He was basically the perfect mark for Cosby, right? Um, yeah. And when we say fan, like we talk about he grew up on right. um, Fat well, Albert. Yeah, and, exactly. and something that, that, like, for me, I, you know, like, you, you hear little bits of, but, like, in this show, they go into detail with it. How big of a deal, like, how big of a figure. yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Cosby was on television, eh? so right. he was literally grew up seeing this guy on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, how, that, how that's much, before yeah. that's before the Cosby Show even dropped. Eh? Right, exactly. Before, long, yeah. long before the, just the career of Cosby, the whole um, dimension of the whole aspect of Cosby as a person. And as I say, yeah, as a, as a single, as a black black guy growing up, in, and it, as a, as a well, he's not he's like a Gen Xer. It's that generation, right? I, like I I a little too young for Cosby. Like I don't like Cosby as much. I more know Cosby. I know Cosby from the perspective of um, just kind of being the more paternalistic end of things, right? I am that's the Cosby I know, um, because you know I'm you know I'm I'm on record as being more of a freshman's person, and I, and I give this point back when we were doing the freshman's review with the, with the anniversary review. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know Cosby was always kind of just kind of paternalistic, and and you know that's how I always interpret Cosby. He's somebody who yeah. his show his show I didn't I was not a fan of simply because of that. It's, it's a dated premise, but you could understand people older than me. My aunties and, and some of my older cousins really love double shit, right? Yeah, I, I was, and, and, and I guess it's the same thing for, for, for you as well. But for me, you know, it's just that, yes, we were born in the 80s, but the 90s were, were, were right. the, were the yeah. times of wrestling with us. So, you know, fresh. Yeah, I have, I have, I have no, yeah, I have no working, no working conceit of Cosby in the same way. So yeah, I was like, Super Shows touch. was just right. 80s stuff, right? Even exactly. a different world was just 80s, 80s, right, 80s. Right. Like, well, no, like, yeah, a different different is a different still, you get that with fresh friends, right? Yeah, Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So that that's that's how I kind of feel about it. It's just um, you know, it's a product of time, and 
So it's interesting to watch these people from their perspective. Or everybody who's speaking here is in their 40s and 50s and, and people who grew up with Cosby, come up with Cosby himself. Um, it was interesting to see Dougie Doug, you know, to all people. Like, oh, yes. yeah, I, I see you in a hot minute, John. And, and, and here's the thing, he is from because I actually remember watching this on TV when, yeah, when it dropped in the late nineties. The the um Cosby, yeah. which was like the, yeah. the the revival series, if you will, right? Right. The it renewal, was, if you want to call it like that. Yeah, it was like, that. Yeah, it wasn't the same sh- like universe, but it was like a similar conceit and like Cosby in that universe was more working class and it was a little more grounded. Like I, I remember that him and and Fisher uh, Rashad, you know, came back now. I think right. so. But were yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Were they the same people? Like I remember the same same continuity. Um, like, and I, I, got, I like I got I got in, in terms of like a, it's like a spiritual sequel. So like in a sense, it was like how later Cosby was, where they more started to take care of people and they more started to keep hated the, the classes you stuff. Right. But at no point I get the sense of it was the same universe. Like I didn't get. Yeah, that. I, I I do remember to be honest. It probably was. I, I, I don't. Right. Yeah, anyway. I, but it was it was interesting seeing Doggy Dog go um do because yeah. again you know me he's just a guy you know that you just forget that you know he was he was kind of big in the nineties right and also um, kind of dead. yeah 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 oh god like, uh, like yeah. right yeah. yeah um and you know I always I always remember the one thing I always remember from Cosby the show itself though was uh, Madeline Kahn she was in that that was like the last okay. time I ever saw her before she she passed away yeah she was right, she right. was a uh, she was part of the cast of that show. But yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So just because we, you know, his career, he, how important he was, blah, blah, blah. And then they get, they, what, what they do with every episode, they juxtaposes with the sexual assault stuff and how, how really, really premeditated a lot of this stuff was, like in, on his partner. Like, again, one of the, one of the things I, I kind of used to hold on to as the closest thing to a defense of Cosby, and this is even Cosby himself seems to be like not aware of, of his own. Like, what you think you're doing wrong, what you think you're doing not, it's not a problem. But I also was saying, well, no, it's a product of the time, and it's, it's just like, yeah, he 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 is he has crossed into the, the domain of rape, but it's not like it was a party culture thing. And no, this this documentary like just shut that bullshit down. No, Cosby was very premeditated in the sexual assaults. He knew yes. what he was doing. You know, it, it was really, really planned ahead of time. Real deep narcissism, and and then they they they, they juxtapose it. Just the good. And, and the whole thing is that joke of, and I suppose if, if Dave Chappelle wasn't in trouble with, with that crowd nowadays, they would have probably just used that joke. Now. But they, they had a quick little clip of Dave Chappelle in it. Um, you know, yeah, he he helps, but he rapes. That's the whole show. <laughs> yeah. The whole show is that. He helps, but he rapes. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I Stuff that I was waiting for, and, and, and then the fourth episode addressed it. So that's uh, just these little things, and then we'll move on. Uh he, I thought they would have actual uh, actual interview by Keenan Thompson, but we didn't get that. What we got oh, was oh yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was hoping. I was uh, thinking we was gonna yeah. get that, but nah. We just got the the, the Seth Meyers interview like that, and that was enough. Because I want to remember, like yeah. oh right, Keenan Thompson was was always kind of pick up someone's off it because from a long time now. And yeah, started, I, I think even Keenan himself kind of wanted to dismiss the fact that he starred in a big budget version of a live action version of Fat Albert. Which, by the way, no, yeah, I'm still about to see. No, nice, yeah, nice, forgot nice, about it. Yeah, yeah no, nice thing with, with, with <laughs> Keenan Thompson, his career kind of, let's be clear, Keenan Thompson leverages his career on Cosby. Like, that's uh-huh. a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, back to, go back from since the days of all that, he had a really good Cosby inter- you know, imitation. That was yeah. true. He's a play Cosby on all that, like, from since then. So, his yeah, like, yeah. whole career was all that. Like, if it was no Cosby, he wouldn't have a career, to be honest. Um, or we're not sure, right? But, like, yeah. 
So he, I can see why he would. This would probably be kind of a problem with him. Now. Like he, you know, it, you know, it didn't hit here, but hit here though. Um, what they do really good is just the, the, the again the juxtaposition and and Cosby as a figure, right? Very similar to O.J. Simpson, somebody who people are really rate up and you know was you know the golden child kind of character, and because they leverage them so heavily, they didn't think that they were capable of something like that. And it's so weird to watch a person like that just you know hide in the forays of um you know American culture of, of race and sex and. They, they didn't get into it too deeply, but they had some, like, really... They, he got some good people to interview to, like, understand, you know, why where everybody coming from on this. Like, they had this, this woman, she was the sex expert. I thought she was great. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. And she, yeah. she, made, she, made, she made this point about, like, yeah, look, you know, it, it's quite possible to have a, a version of what Cosby was doing to people and have it be... Um, Within the well, legal, legal. Well, right. Well, yeah. but just, well, just consent, right? Just right. Yeah, mm, speak mm. of consent and, and how to do the consent part because what? And then he got another thing. I'm really glad he got was a, a drug expert, right? I love yes. this part there mm. where he talk about Spanish fly. And it's something that as a kid I just never understood. Like, wait, what people talking about with fucking Spanish fly? Like as a kid, I never understand what Spanish fly was, right? Same and then here too, I remember there I, was there, there was a soca song about it. Yeah, yeah. Stop I, remember, there. Mm-hmm. I remember when I reached out around, like, well, finally, I get the access to the internet and, you know, actually, like, start doing research on what Spanish fly does exactly to people. Like, uh, that's, that's what people, that's what Spanish fly is. It's not, it's just something that is imitate sex stuff. Like, that's what it is. And the guy gets explained it as, like, oh, shit, yeah, Spanish fly is a rape drug. Like, sorry. And what, what I like the guy, what the guy does is that he doesn't like, get into this aspect of there's specific rape drugs or not, right? Anything could be a rape drug, right? I like that. Like he said, he say saying you have rape drugs is like saying you have a murder knife. Like yeah, any I, knife, I, I love that. Line right, that's simple, very it. simple metaphor. Anything could be a murder knife, and they 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 get into that that aspects of you know our culture, the mix of you know well what what effectively what people call rape culture, rape apologist culture, and they get into that. They get into you know you know shame of sex culture. They didn't get into too much, but just just mention it as a aspect of it. They get into the aspect of of they do this with the last last the last um. Two ones, the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh the aspect of, well, yeah, the relationship between, you know, the the, the you know black men being being undermined, undermined right? You know, because it, 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 that was a big defense of Cosby. Oh, is 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 um was this boy name was murdered now for what's another white woman? Um jo- uh, oh gosh, um Emmett Till. Emmett, Emmett Till, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people was using our Emmett Till narrative to defend Cosby and like not even that could work. Like, sorry. Um, they you know they had to come out come out wrong and a lot of black people were just hesitant right because of this and they made it work right in in that conceit and and I really glad Kamau Bell was perfect in like three minutes because he was the, the perfect filter for it and the the, the other aspect of Cosby I like that they get into um and this is my last point and you you could you could go uh the aspect of Cosby that's his sheer self importance like even if Cosby wasn't a sexual assaulter even if he wasn't a rapist he would still be incredibly problematic. Like mm. because because of the whole what they call it, from the point of the, the pound cake speech and how oh, um, yes, they, got, yes. they got this guy um, Lamont Hill right I don't follow him on Twitter but as as he's in my circles of who else follow on Twitter and yeah you know they, they get they make that point of how look Cosby Cosby's PhD is kind of a bullshit PhD just to say that you're a PhD but it's kind of bullshit right and he more qualified to talk about this stuff than than Cosby is and but Cosby's still acting as if He's the patriarch and he, you know, in charge of that. He tried to like, you know, railroad Lamontel's academic career. Like study yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, that story that he told, boy, was yeah. just like, that was brutal, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like study that for a second. The sheer audacity of Cosby, you know, like to, to do some shit like that. And like, I, I was up, I, I always had a problem with Cosby from since a long time in that sense. 
But I didn't know he was a rapist. Like, I knew he was... He used to spend time in the Playboy Mansion, so he was a philanderer. I get that. And he was a... Uh, and, and they got into that narrative. It's like, oh, the rape part, boy? When the rape part coming up, boy? Like, that that was, like, new to people now. Like, a lot of people didn't get into that now. And then they're up into... They, they get into that aspect with because of Hannibal Boris, right? Um... But that was, it was, it was really, they cover everything. That's what I like about this documentary. It cover almost everything. The one thing I thought they, they would have a quick clip of is the Black Dynamite episode. <laughs> like I thought they would have. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that, that <laughs> it's just a little snippet because I got that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah the, whole, the whole documentary is he helps, but he rapes. And they really get into the, even the victims, like understand the working weight of what is happening here in terms of Cosby and his legacy. And how uncharitable people could just say, ah, you see, all the black people could literally, like, could never come up now. And you could see why it is that people would be so, like, why they would defend Cosby, you know? Like, why, especially him, like, he in particular. Like, if it was, if it was any other rich black man, fine, but he in particular, because of his moral significance and what he, what he meant for so many people, is the Jimmy Savile thing, right? You know, it's that. It's not as bad as Jimmy Savile, to be fair, but um, it's up there, right? It's, it's just that level of nonsense, you know? It's like, you can't, so many people's, hanging on your every word, for, to be honest. And still to this day, people defending Cosby, right? Um, That's right. And, right. And well, the last point is they, they get into the whole Fifth Amendment aspect of it, right? With, with Bill Cosby. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, you really, you read the make, the, the doc, point of the documentary is to really make people really sympathize with all of the, the people involved with this, especially the black community and how to move forward and what kind of heroes you have. And, you know, our generation was now starting to do something. And look, you know, we, we get the bad beat to it with Chadwick Boseman. And you know all of that aspect, it, and they make it work. And you know the only man who's holding it up right now is um, Denzel and Will, right? Yeah, <laughs> and a couple other black black men who do the thing. But like just mm. the, the paradigm of the black man, and why does you don't need to? This is something that I I you know kind of my attitude about gender is that I believe in. Sorry to say it is I believe in a world of force, right? Men equate equate to force, and if you don't have men in some way or capacity, you're gonna be in trouble. Period. And you have to rehaul the world so, you know, const- you know, totally to to have some kind of workable sense of peace, i.e. what you call a gynology, right? Women women controlling the world, which is perfect, right. which is what, what apparently what, what a lot of African societies were historically, right? I, I, I know anthropologists, so I know enough. But mm. that, you know, that's the paradigm. A lot of, you know, a lot of black women held up the situation. Like, yeah, a lot of the victims, a third of Cosby victims were black women. And that was like the whole... You know, people race race mongering versus gender, and is a white woman and white woman trying to tear down Cosby. They get into even the conspiracy theory about um, and you know, if Cosby is gonna buy NBC and it's all of that. Oh yes. And they get into all of that, and I, I like that they co- they more or less cover everything, dread. <laughs> like the man cover everything, dread, and I can't be mad at that. But yeah, uh, I really really loved it. Yeah, just you say your point, I'll come come back and then I'll give my rating. Okay, so. Earlier on, you mentioned um, O.J. Simpson, right? So right. for me, while I was watching this, right, because I actually like binge through it um, a couple of days ago, right? Um, four parts. I mean, it falls, right? It so, was yeah. watchable. I, 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 it was long. Yeah. I, I find it the time pass fast. It's, it's really good piece. And then in the part of the, 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 the editing, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, the editing is 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 superb throughout yeah. this, though, yeah. right? But um, while I was watching this, the, the the structure of this whole thing, I couldn't help but think of O.J. Me in America. Reason being right. is because it's not just about what Bill Cosby did, like the bad things he did. They they go to his early days, like you know how he became such an influential figure. Yeah. They, they yeah. touch on I Spy, Jed, which yeah. was a show I always heard of. And they, they talk about how big a deal I Spy was, especially in terms of black stuntmen. Like, that blew my mind. Right, right? yeah. And, you know, I'm the type of person who likes to seek out 
you know, um, old classic shoes there. You know, if if Bill didn't do what he do, I would actually watch I Spy. Now. I would watch I Spy. I, I mean, know there I, was the remake. Listen, I know there was I, the, 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 the Eddie Murphy movie back in like, the 2000s, which had, well, I think one of the reasons why I watch it is because um, Nori had a song in it, but other right. than that, 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 that movie was No, I mean, I, 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 I'm, a person, I'm a person that don't believe in unperson and as a person. My, I believe in history, right? We know what he is. You, you say what it is, but you don't. You, I, I watch anything. Yeah, I don't problem watching anything. So I will go back and watch it just to see where it is. Whatever. If I never see it before, go back. I believe in history. That's my attitude. I right, hate right. when there's this kind of weird kind of, you know, erasure of history that does come with this kind of stuff that I really, really Oh, you mean like, like if all oh, because Bill do this thing, then right. I mean, I shouldn't care about I yeah, Spy. It, it, I it, Spy just right. exists. It, it's, no, it's, it's, like, um, it's like that episode of, uh, remember the episode of Bojack Horseman, the show, you know, that bit. In, in uh-huh. Bojack Horseman, the show where the, the show was talking about Cosby, I say, yeah, we edit the show as if he didn't. Oh, right. <laughs> that that right, that nonsense. I, I have a <laughs> massive. <laughs> let me just be clear about something. I have a massive distrust of any kind of that kind of editing and, and erasure of history and the unpersoning of somebody. No, Bill Cosby existed. He was a rapist. You know, you yeah, know, yeah. deal with that. That's part of the history and the narrative. We don't change the. You know, you don't erase some of history as if he didn't exist. I have mm-hmm. a big distrust of that. Whatever. Yeah, but I just love how they just cover his career, right? Yeah. From I Spy to the comedy albums, um, even to, to Bill Cosby himself, the stand-up um, show that he right. did, which yeah. I remember watching, right? And um, I remember a lot of people saying, you know, one of the best stand-up performances of all time. I only saw that shit once, so I, I, can't honestly, I can't honestly tell you if it's great or not, right? I do love that they brought up um, Eddie Murphy, um, Delirious. That, to me, is right. one of my all-time favorite exactly. stand-up right. shows, right? And they also but, brought but, up Raw, and I forgot yeah. in Raw, he mentioned, right. oh, because we called him and talking about, yeah. you know, with the party mouth and the filth uh, and the food. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're getting to that whole conceit of, of, of Cosby just being so paternalistic now. There's this, this, oh, well, you have to be clean and you need to be clean and this kind of bullshit now. Um, that, that, I mean, that is really the thing that kind of undo him, right? Because uh, yeah, the, the pound cake speech is really where the stuff come thing. I, I yeah, mean, I, speaking I thought, of the pound cake speech, I forgot about that, you know, when it brought up, I was like, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. That most, happened. Most, most of the documentary like addresses like just the history of it because most of it, I, I remember most of it like to be honest. But I think it came to like a couple other little side facts and anecdotes that I was not aware of, and most of the uh, the sexual assault stories also I was aware of as well. Like, oh right, I know this woman's story. What she was saying, because it, it was part of the legal haranguing. Um, I'm right. not sure if any any of it was particularly unique or new to this documentary. To be honest, I think they just told back this story because she she didn't mention. Oh, she it have a couple of things she couldn't see, and well, for obviously legal reasons, right? Um, a couple of them had that had that problem in that sense, right? Uh, yeah, but they, yeah. made it, they made it work, like they just made it work in terms of like who had to come out, everybody had to kind of like rally around Cosby and uh, against him and yeah. why, and you know, just the sheer nature of it. And again, to like like backstories because, like, in the in the Jose YouTube documentary, they talk about how past actors started asking questions about Cosby, like retrospect now. And some of them kind of break down crying. And they had that same story here. I like, right. Yeah, this is it. Okay. Yeah. So, so quick shout out to that guy, Jose. He does a great breakdown of, of like television stuff. And that Cosby episode is really good. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to check that out for sure, man. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it will work as a great companion pieces, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just, 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 just some stuff before we, before I get to my return, before we get to return period, right? Um, I love how Kamal Bell frames this thing as, you know, I was a fan. I grew up on this thing. He was a part of my childhood, my development and all that, but he didn't make it about him. Right. Right. He just kind of compared himself to other people who grew up on him. 
grew up on Bill Cosby, people who were wowed by his influence and, oh, look at this 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 black man on TV or, or throughout the 70s. That blew my mind. I didn't even know it was like that, right? It was yeah. start off with him, you know, with these historicals, um, essays, basically, to him in, you know, cheering shows and game shows. Like, I thought it was just fat, Al you know? I thought yeah. that was just it. I didn't know it was, like, legit shows on TV, like, electric background and, oh, sorry, electric oh. company and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I didn't know it was that deep, though. Yeah. That, that was insane, right? And then um, they, they get into the one thing I like that they get into the the quote unquote well you know especially right now with, with what's going on in the news the critical race theory stuff right yeah because we used to be dropping heat like again a lot of people yeah. used to think because we're some kind of sellout clean guy but like when it comes to like just talking about um black history African history African history in context with America and the world like no like because we was there he was up there yeah and, yeah, and yeah because we show itself even though I, I it's a show I have problems with when you look back at it when it comes to quote unquote black excellence and black history it was there and it was casual like they really yeah. cover everything like in terms of was, like how you should yeah. feel about the show yeah go ahead sorry about that yeah yeah and no 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 that's right right and you know there's, there's some really cool clips where you know he's um i think it's from the late 60s or the 70s you know talking about black history and stuff like that yeah. I'd, I'd know they're on youtube and i want to watch them but i feel if i watch them i'll just get mad because I <laughs> you know? it's, it's like that I, like yeah, i want to watch you know, so we get into this this argument. I, I personally think it's a kind of a dumb argument of the whole can you um, separate the, the art from the artist, that bullshit. Like, uh, which, which was a question, by the way, that Kamal yeah. brings up near the end yeah. of the final it's, it's episode, not, which I love. It's not, yeah, It's not a useful, like, to be fair, I don't think it's a particularly useful question to ask. Um, It's one of those, I, I was never like, what do you mean by that, like, exactly? Of course, you can't separate the art from the artist. Like, you can't do that. Like, you could say whether or not the content feeds into what he, what he did. Like, it's a different argument. Um, and in the case of Cosby, the answer is yes. <laughs> like he had a constant set of jokes about sexual assault, and you know, the I think the Cliff Hospital character itself was uh, OBGYN. They get into them, them kind of things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how, 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 um, how there's this moment where he would show his interviewee some clips, right? And he'd be like, oh, right. wow, I forgot about this, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then, yeah. then there was one moment where they asked him what, what was his job, right? And then when yeah. he brought up OBGYN, they're like, yep. what? Yep. I just yep. thought he was just this doctor. Like, yep. just random yeah, doctor. And for up. me, I, I remember growing up, I just thought like, oh, he's just, he's just a doctor. Like, he's okay. a doctor, so, right? Yeah, but so then later on, it's like, oh, that's what he does. Okay. Right. No, yeah. So in, in, uh, with respect to the um, the show itself, like, the, so they, okay, so... As far as I know, Nick at Night pulled the Cosby show, as far as I know. But um, there's still some syndication of it somewhere. And I forget, the, out of all the syndications, they did edit uh, one. Maybe TV Land, uh, well, no, well Nick know, that, that's if anybody watches that station, I think TV Land is still showing it. I'm not really sure what happened with the Cosby show, if it's still showing. Or because I have a big debate about who should get the money or not. Because remember, like, one of the former actors was working in a Costco or some shit like that, or a Sam's Club or something like that. Like, it was mm. weird. Like, they're not getting money. And it has nothing to do with Cosby, you know? And people was wondering if, if it's because they pulled the show and nobody gets syndication anymore. It's a whole sort of drama with respect to how the money flowing, you know? Um, But the, the, there's one thing that is outright pulled, and they show that clip. The the barbecue sauce clip. It's like, yeah, well, I remember that. That's like... I I forgot about that cleaning. Yeah, and like, when I saw I was like, wait, yeah, this happened? Yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah. no, no. The clip that, that she did shoot it, there's one clip that they showed you, and it's and I love how Kamal frames like this kind of sums up what the show is. Um, it's the one where they were lip singing that 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 soul song that night, right. and of course, right. you know, yeah, yeah. she doing that, baby, right? Yeah, like I was, I like 
I always remember that moment, like when, yeah. like, because we used to see it on TV Six, right? It's true that, right? And yeah. I always remember that one scene, you know what I mean? But for him to bring it back up and yeah. see, yeah, that kind of sums up what the whole show and why it works. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's true. But the barbecue sauce thing, however, though, I didn't even know about that. But when I see it play out, but it's just like, geez, I'd see the reactions of the interviews with themselves. Like, wow, this, yeah. this, this is really dark, boy. Like, you know, wow. It's unfortunate. We didn't even I, know. I, I, I was surprised. Well, I know there wasn't getting other people on the show itself. Too many. You can't get it. That's that I was going to bring up, too, because I was that, thinking that we would have seen yeah. Keisha or even Malcolm Jamal Warner. Um, yeah, nah, not, dude, not, not so much or even Simone. You're not going to see it, too, because you're not going to see Raven because, you know, she was just like a minor character but I was expecting to see like like um you know like Malcolm at least that that I, least, uh, that 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 Fisher Rashad but nah. at least a Malcolm no. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. they're too big they're too they're too close to the budget like it's too close that is uh, like yeah, that yeah. is whole life dread like that is the the identity dread like you know I you know I, when I think of Malcolm or Jamal Warner I don't think of his shows like 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 Jeremiah or Jericho or anything like that I or think Remember that? <laughs> Malcolm and Eddie, right, right, right. I don't think I know shows. You think I'm as T.O.T. Hoxable, period. That's yeah. it. Like, you know, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is really, yeah, you know, it's real, like, so much emotions in this now. And I really, like, that's what Kamal does a great job with. He, you really empathize with them. Like, we live in an age, look, and it's something that is a natural product of the world. But now, I find nowadays it's particularly acute of being uncharitable towards the past. Right? Just, you're new, and you're, you're young, and you're sexy, and you're pure. And you never do nothing wrong, and you're you're gonna fix the world. And you know, even though your your most of your your education and thing come from the past, you had to destroy the past. And it's this attitude of being uncharitable, especially if you're black. Like yeah. all, I, I make that joke along. Remember, I make that joke with with, with us at the party, the, the time. And I said, right now, in the last next few years, every black man, old black man, undercut. I make that joke. Mm. Every old black man undercut. Period. Like once you are black man above a certain age, you're undercut. Simple because yeah, the, sorry, the, the society and, and what was catering to you is what catered to you anyway. And even if you was innocent, you're clean, you was getting licks for shit anyway. So like I don't put it and they, they they really he really gets into that. I was really surprised how sympathetic he made the whole situation for everybody involved, including Bill himself, somehow. Yes, right? Yes, yes, the yes. Bill, yeah. eh? Like let me this up, the real drag bill in this, eh? But yeah, they but really, but they but they didn't they didn't overly right. demonize him. They didn't right, do they that. Him a real workable historical context. They talk about when his son dead, and they talk about yeah, they talk they cover everything. They real cover everything. I was really impressed at how much he covered anything. Anyway, last point. Yeah, yeah, know. right. So just 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 a couple more things before we get to Rita, right? But yeah. as you could tell, guys, there's a lot to take in from this, right? Yeah. One thing that caught me completely by surprise though was the mention of the Playboy Mansion, and there's right. a clip that they show from the early '60s where they explain how you know the Playboy yeah. bunnies work, yeah. and a certain newscaster i'm not gonna say who her name is was there dread covering yep. everything yep. and it's what you see on set when she's talking to her co-host dread and yep. how they relate that and show <laughs> other instances of this dread yep. my yep. mind was blown i was like wow because right. without spoiling anything it just really shows just how deep sexism is no, like, yeah, deep they cover, yeah they cover they cover like a couple recent people with with the um in recent times and there's definitely plenty three of them they do they do three of them who have to resign um, yes. all, of, all of his white guys, right? All of this show, yep. clip out all three of them in our road dread. Like the fellow, say, I forget his name, um, Irish fellow. He do that. Then they had Rose, Charlie Rose, mm. right? Charlie Rose had he was yes. like, there up on yeah. top. And then uh, Matt Lauer get washed out too, right? And well, yeah. all of us were real ridiculous. Like it was like, 
But it, it, what? Okay, so this is what I like about it. They 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 balance it in the sense of the the conceit of race, right? And and the the whole we mentioned this earlier with the whole Emmett Tillin aspect and that narrative. But the the part of it that they they do really well is that no, a third of Cosby's victims were not white women, right? Yet uh, two thirds is white women. Okay, it's a lot of white women. But it's just it's just who dies the problem is the whole culture. Now he's just the most biggest monster in the in the conceit now. And mm-hmm. I, I know I'm gonna get a little dragged for this, but Dave Chappelle and all mentioned this. When you talk about um, with slavery, right? The, the, how the system is unfortunately set up. A, a lot of black men have unfortunately get into that trap. Again, it's not excusing Cosby, but it, it, it you can see the kind of end point of the behavior now. Who does get away with it first, and then who think they could get away with it and come late and get washed out, right? Still, not excusing Cosby, of course not. But you can see, you know, the, the black the black slave owners always be the, the most vicious slave owner, for example, and that is when yeah. things start to change. And is uh, when money coming in, and it's a whole part of, with respect to who who should have money and why, and there's a whole thing with it with that there going on. That's why I don't really believe the whole. At one point, I believe I believe the whole NBC buyout thing now, because yes, he was right. powerful enough to do that. It makes sense. I'm not sure, but I I, I think it's not true as far as I understand. Um, right. So, so that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Just just, just sorry. So just just around up, right? Um, yeah. but you know, it's the interviews themselves that really makes this 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 docu series worth by, especially for the victims themselves by, and um, yeah. I mean they they distressing, they're hard to listen to way, but um, yeah, boy, it, it it really will make you like if you haven't already, really will make you look at um Bill in a totally different way. It really yeah. it really reminded me of um what it was by that that um. R. Kelly um, docu series, which I right. which I actually reviewed, um, you know, on the show here, right. um, and that that in particular got me angry, dread, especially right. with how they dive into his stuff, right? And I love how they brought that show up in this in this series, too. right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, they mentioned the two movement, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what 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 makes this whole show work though is just you know just a strong narrative focus right? just how you know just these archival footage is um is used um the clips that are used and how they you know how they you know it's 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 just kind of telling this narrative right i love how ever so often he would show his interviewees these these clips and whatnot right there's a great 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 use of two i would say two of probably the most memorable open the title opening sequences for the Cosby show. They right. usually end with Cosby just doing this 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 broad smile and his yeah. eyes are beady and all that kind of stuff though. There's one that I always remember where they, they had this kind of Broadway style to the intro with everybody dancing. Right. It always yeah. ends with the with the hands in his face and they hear that dun and yeah. you see that smile there. They ended an episode of this series with that boy and I clap <laughs> I clap when I yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, that was good perfect. Perfect, perfect, right? And last thing, last though, um, just our final episode, boy, really, really worked for me, boy. When they, they just brought all the points down home, though, and what, 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 what blew my mind as well too, because you know you're thinking about the 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 um timing of when this this documentary was was filmed, right? Is when you like even come out and all was saying, okay, we done here. We have mm. one more interviewee to go. Right. Yeah, and yeah. then oh wow, we right. just found out Bill Cosby was released. Right. Yeah. Jaw hit floor. You know. I was like, wait. Yeah, yeah but I thought all this happened, you know, up until that point. No, well, sorry, 
you know, like I thought everything ended, but technically everything ended right after he was released anyway. Right. But like I didn't know like he was done and like about to finish right on that same day, like literally the same day when he was released, Chad. And yeah. that was amazing, boy. <laughs> like I could not be that yeah. up. Right. And they're getting to that aspect of basically what we call the um basically the undermining Swift Amendment rights. That's basically yes. what happened. And again, so this is the moment where I keep saying Philly is having a moment. Let me tell you something, eh? I am so glad we get into, into Philly's infrastructure and it and and struck and general structural issues because we have yes. a bunch of shows that are addressing that right now. Again, Elliot Abbott 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 Elementary, yes, yes, right. Shitty shitty school system, legal system, Fresh Prince. Yep. Listen, I don't know it was like you always know Philly was weird, but it's like it's typical like American city stuff. But until you see Meek Mill's story. Remember they had Mick Miller's yes, thing? Yes, yes, yes. And you realize how incredibly fucked up um, Philadelphia's legal system is and how a lot of politics had to go into it. I'm surprised that they didn't get into this part where the reason why they, 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 did, they did what they did to Cosby is because of, I would argue, for politics. Like they say, look, Cosby's a big fish. We had to take him down and it died for elections and DA and what to go up. Okay, but all politics that shit, you say, okay. I thought it was yes. just money being passed around. No, not, not really. I, I, I mean, thought it was that. It, no, well, it, it's probably part of that. Like, I, what I'm in the case of Cosby, right. Cosby really thought he would get off because that's why he did what he did. He just did the position, like, sell him out, right? That was blatant, right? Like, that to me was the case. He thought statute of limitations was a thing. He thought he would get with it. And that's why he did the deposition any way he did. So he could just, like, more or less, it's not like a plea deal without a plea deal, right? That's pretty much what it is. And then the mistake was, the mistake they made was, like, well, not they didn't lie to him, is that the second DA, but whoever, forget the lawyers or whoever come in, they basically break the old promise. And that was against the law, effectively, against the constitution, right? It's, it's, fifth, it's you know, pleading the fifth, another James Chappelle bit, right? Like, you had to plead the fifth, right? Uh, once you plead the fifth, you're, you're off. You can't incriminate yourself, period. And that was like a huge legal mistake. They, they fucked that up. And yeah, because we get out. <laughs> Sorry, it's a legal technicality, but that's how it is. It's unfortunate. And Tarrell people just do that and get away with it, especially powerful people. But, Law is the law. I mean, if you want to change the law, great. And they, they did that. Eh? They referenced um, this girl, uh, this woman named um, All Red. Yeah, uh, right. I was right. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, I was like, yeah. hey, Gloria All Red, look, look right, yeah, right. Because she, she was, she, of course, of course, she had to be front and center with with, with stuff like this, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> yes. she, she she's um, I, I would go this far because it's not the best comparison, but she's basically the Johnny Cochran of 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 white women <laughs> like that's okay yeah, i thought he was gonna say women's rights period but right know? right but yeah. it's the same thing but you know it's yeah. our kind of weird shady this to her as well um in that sense <laughs> yeah because yeah. she, she make mention of um that famous feminist who's like a big time racist <laughs> but whatever <laughs> um i like when she make this statement like oof, uh, okay you could get with it for now in the context but it's not the best not the best example mm. but yeah um yeah they make they mention the whole statute of limitations for sexual assault and i like that they they, they cover that like come on come i was like come on his team was incredibly conscientious in what issues you should cover and why um yes, yes. and yeah and they, 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 the main I, thing is they focus on the black women like that's the main yes. thing Focus on the black women, how to change things, who to leverage and why, and what does work, and then make it work as it is. And yeah, we get a real fantastic product overall. Yeah, and, just, and, and give, he just covers all this in just yeah, I'll, four I'll give hours. Reason, yeah, yeah I'll give it now, give it now, right, give it now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, nine out of ten. Um, it's nice. not brilliant. It's not Moji made in America. It's not that masterpiece. But it's still pretty good. Like, it's still it's still pretty damn good in terms of, like, telling your story, balancing it well, showing context. And, you know, it's... You know the, the the narrative of Black America, how 
power and then it get tainted and you're wondering you know how people doubting it and becoming cynical about the whole enterprise of black progress and whatnot you could understand why it is and and this is the kind of stuff you need right it's not a band-aid it's not a a quick solution or anything like that it's it's how to you know prof- to allow us to perform real substantial change if there's any need to to be done to be fair right i suppose i you know, I'm trying to frame myself as well as I can. It's a podcast. I can't help myself. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, nine out of ten. You know, this 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 was a this was a hit out of the park for Kamau Bell. You know, I didn't expect this to be as good and, and as as well done as it is. And this look, Showtime is always giving me some hard documentaries. It is oh, not. Yeah. It is not brilliant. Like it, it's still not like absolutely brilliant in terms of frame and everything. Like as again, you made to compare to OJ made in America, it's not as good as that. But it's still pretty good. It is still, but it's still so supremely. Um, you know, well made and competent over the over the course of its of its runtime. And I, again, it 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 had me for four hours. I just run it, streaming it straight, and I wasn't even thinking about hey, it, three and a half hours passed already. Holy shit! Like wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> time, time really flies. With, well, time about, is flying with that. And yeah. that's a sign of good, just good, good, just good filmmaking. Period. Um, and I, I just didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Uh, yeah, nine out of ten, probably a nine point five out of ten. What do you think? This is going on the list of the best of the year, most likely. I don't have my list started already. Um, nice. This is going. This is going going on the list of the best of the year, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Really, well, well. Go on. Yeah. That, yeah. Really, really fantastic stuff. Yeah, to- totally agree with you. It is on my top list already. Um, I think this is like probably my first entry, as far as I'm concerned, man. For, okay, now, for I, I have I have something or, else. Or was it? Or, I'm trying to remember if there was anything else big that I, I, I saw I have, earlier I have, this year. I have, I have one other thing on it so far um, for best of the year, but uh, I'm going to put it up just now. I'll tell you it was my other. Oh, Woodlands, Dark and the... the oh, right, right, right. The Woodlands, the, Dark and the... Yeah, the Before Yeah, the Before Right, Which I recommended to you, of course, right? But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, for, for me, I'm going to give this a strong four and a half out of five, man. Um, and I have a feeling the more I watch this because I definitely want to check this out before years end. This this could be a five out of five for me, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. this was just strong, um, you know, uh, yeah, documentary so work yeah, as, as I say, we had to be going through our list of problematic black men, right? And why are black men so problematic in their own way and right? And yeah. we had to change and talk about because like about four of them in our room for me, right? <laughs> it's like yeah, boy. It's, it's like it's Cosby, Dave Chappelle, um, Kanye West, and who else? Um, somebody else. <laughs> That's um, gonna say R. Kelly, but uh, nah, 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 nah. R. Kelly nah. was R. Kelly was dot god long fucking time. You know, <laughs> like, he god for me. Like lo- even before that Boondocks episode, I was like, nah, he definitely he out. Like at of no course, point, yeah. At no point I think he was innocent. At no point did I had any room for doubting he case. He was just like fucking bad TV was making them jokes a long time. Like they don't yeah, 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 yeah. time. So it's like yeah. this. But yeah, it's it's just look, you know, what do you call it when you talk about success and the kind of things you have to do? And it, look, we have a double standard in terms of who is getting into trouble with what and why. And you you can't take the same pathways in a system of power, right? But being being a perpetrator, you're also the victim as well, right? But you're still a perpetrator. And I, that's how I kind of see Cosby. Cosby's a person who just put himself as pure, a pure force of will. And, you know, in terms of just in a racist system, like, he, yeah, look, he is clearly, a, he was a victim of racism, but he rise up and he get through and he make things work when it was hard for him. Can't be mad at that. But at the same time, you know, to borrow from Chappelle, who's also problematic right now, he helps what he reaps, right? <laughs> but <laughs> he also came part of his, the demand side of it, right? Um, you know, he just didn't think that is what he was doing was wrong. He didn't think he deserved that bullshit. It have a lot of guys who just, sorry to say it, 
who just think women owe them something. Sorry to say. And that's something that you had to kind of learn out and burn out your own head before you before you destroy yourself, right? Um okay. and yeah, yeah it, it, the man the man just Man, this is just a, such a really unbelievable tragic figure in that sense. Yes, because so many people, you know, going down in that way. Uh, that is really, really sad and unfortunate. I, I make that joke a long time. I, I, I forget when it was. I, I said in 2007, I forget when it was, it had a bunch of celebrities dying. And um, you get a joke with some friends and say, you know, because we need to dead, right? Like, and the joke was like, anytime you're probably, probably it's, it's something, something like, like a few years ago, though. I remember there was a like. Probably a few years back, we were it's we were just complaining about all these um all these celebrities that were dying. And this was before COVID, eh? I think. No, I think no, no, so. no, no, like it was before that. Like it was 2011 or 12 or something like that. I had a bunch of de- celebrity deaths. Uh. And I'm saying, you know, because we need to dead, right? Because if he dead, nobody gonna talk about his stuff because that stuff it started to come out around that time. Right. And I was saying, like, if he dead, nobody will talk about it as much. We'll just it'll come up in conversation, but nobody will talk about it as much because he dead. Similar to Michael Jackson. Like if Michael Jackson was still alive, even though I think Michael Jackson is innocent, let's be clear about that, uh, it still it wouldn't have been as big of an issue now. Because the reason why it wasn't a big issue is because Michael Jackson dead. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody gonna you know bring it up again. Right? It had nothing to fight up or make an issue out out of now, to be fair, right? Uh, right. but because we're not dead, <laughs> like he just keep going yeah. on, just keep, you know, he, he, you know, he, again, he, he, he still there. Share ego and force will just driving him forward now. Like, like he, like the kind of black man he had to be when he lived in the time he did. Period. Like, you can't yeah, just like, 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 he's he, he's 80 right now. In, in the time he grew up in, yeah, you couldn't have any room for self doubt. Like, that that type of self doubt would have destroyed you. you. You had to stick, stick, stick and pull the trigger all the time. Shoot your shot every time. Period. You don't have no, it had no mercy for you You're, as a black man. No mercy. Period. And that's that, that why I think a lot of where Cosby coming from and come out well covers that. And he yes, does a yes. great job of covering that. So that's my last point here. Yeah. All right. So last words. Um, this this is up there as one of the best things I've seen um in 2022. But none. Um, it's similar in 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 a sense to surviving R. Kelly, but I would say this one isn't as um you know, VH1, that's the best way I'll, I'll describe it in terms of editing and whatnot right, as, right. as that one. But I mean, Surviving R. Kelly is great though. I actually, you know, highly recommend that, right? That was, that, 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 that I remember like binging that and that just pissed me off to the point <laughs> that I just removed every R. Kelly song that I had on right. my hard drive, right? It was, it was that real, right? But this one was like, I mean, we, we, we know how scummy uh, Bill was, we know how influential and lovable he was back in the days, though. But this went so in depth into it, but you really understand yeah. how we were all duped, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to, you know, to say the least, right? Um, but this covers so much ground, but I have to give credit to, to Kamal. Um, Kamal Bell, sorry, for, for just pulling this yep. thing off. He he did a fantastic job with this man. Um, I know for some, you know, subject matter, it might be a little rough though, but I feel like for, you know, with him, he he, he kept it as, right. it wasn't as, like, yeah, yeah. It's what, what balanced. was really interesting, yeah, it was balanced. It wasn't yeah. like disturbing or, or right. like mental. Right. No, but because, I, you know, that's why it worked, eh? Yeah, it, 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 he didn't, he didn't like, he didn't, dog play Cosby situation at all because eh? when it's time for he had this the, the the episode just stops dead just to have a a, a testimony and yes, it's like yeah. right you see how serious and how dark that shit was and yeah. then he continued with the story and it like yeah you're laughing and together but then he'll like drop it dead yeah he'll just and drop no, it there and, yeah, and, and, and compared to something like say surviving r kelly right. where it's just a bunch of you know interviews and what look at what r kelly did look at what r kelly right. did look what r right. kelly did this one is 
well, you're seeing the history, you're seeing where he's going, you see where he falls. But in between that time, look at what he was doing. Okay, you're thinking, yeah. oh, all this stuff is, you know, in the in the 90s and whatnot. No, this this is from the 70s, go up to it. And the they 60s. will stop ever so up. Well, sorry, yeah. the 60s, they 60s, will stop yeah, and tell yeah, you. Early. Yeah, yeah. While, 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 while he was fighting to, to, to get his show on TV and whatnot, this is yeah. what he was doing behind the scenes. They will yeah. stop and tell you. Yeah. So it's like that now. So you can kind of watch it casually, but, you know, always be reminded that this is serious now. Um, last thing, last, even right down to the music as well, too, which I think works. Um, this really smooth, jazzy song that opens the show. Yeah. Uh, the way how, how I saw it, it's like almost like it's supposed to be laid back, but it almost feels like creepy, kind of predatory in a sense. Right. Like, oh, this, mm-hmm. is, this is the kind of zone that, that Bill will want you to be in, and then he will slip you that, that sponge fly or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So there's ways that you can interpret, you know, that that tease. So I think it works in terms of just the vibe that, that goes into this threat. Um, um, series, right? But yeah, this is the real deal. We've talked a lot about this, though. I we we highly recommend checking yes. this out. This is yes. this is it's, it's really this top five for us right now. I I I, I, I want to say top ten way, but I don't know why. This this is so strong by. I I don't see this moving from you know between you know in my 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 top five bracket at all, man. Um, this this was great, man. I will we strongly recommend checking out. We need to talk about Cosby. And the last, last, last thing I'll say though, that title is 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 well justified though because yeah, we really, really need to talk about Cosby boy. And you know, I'm, I'm glad that this 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 um this series exists though. Um and you know I will check out that um that that um Cosby show retrospective on Hosey's um YouTube yeah, channel. I have a right, feeling it's yeah. gonna be just as great as as you know this this docuseries yeah. here man. But right. yeah um great great series by all means definitely check it out man. And last but not least, let's talk about the legend of Vox Machina. Right. So um, I will do a review of this show here, right? So um, I was hearing about this through the grapevine, actually, um, Somali, um, you know, during her collaboration with us where we talked about um, Woodlands Dark and These Bewitched. She mentioned, you know, this show, you know, going on and being great and being wood check, um, you know, being of wood in terms of you know viewability and whatnot right um but all i just knew about this was just that it was fantasy well you know dark fantasy right and i'll confess that um like especially with the you know this style of dark fantasy right because it's more within the league of dungeons and dragons right so I don't know, maybe it's because I'm from Trinidad and I just never associate Dungeons and Dragons at all with, you know, growing up in Trinidad, but I was never into Dungeons and Dragons at all. Um, I saw the TV series, uh, which was in syndication, well, they, they actually used to show it on um, EVM Channel 4, that's a station in Trinidad. But, like, I never sat down and played any Dungeons & Dragons. I never played the board game at all. Like, I, w- I was on Monopoly. That was that was my shit. That was my shit growing up. I'm sorry. I wasn't into that, right? I know there was the movie, the the, the live-action version, which everybody asked for. I know it had Marlon Wayans in it, right? But I heard that was shit, so I never bothered to watch that, right? But point is, I was never really into high fantasy like that, right? I was more into the Robert E. Robert E. Howard stuff. I was more into Conan when it came to, you know, fantasy and whatnot, right? But I wasn't into, you know, the board game and, you know, the journeys and, you know, the, 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 you know, casting spells and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? And just mainly you having to play the role of a fictional character and more or less create your own narrative in this in this sense. I was never into that, right? Um, but that being said, though, this show is based off of, well, a 
I believe is based within the world of Dungeons and Dragons, or it may be inspired by it. It's called Critical Rule, right? I didn't even know about that um, until I jumped into this, right? And what's even more interesting as well um, is that the cast itself, right? Cast of um, this 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 campaign here, because um, I just sort of like I actually like glanced at it um, in between watching. In between binging this this season here, I should say, uh, they actually have their own YouTube channel. They have this like Zoom meeting, basically, where yeah, they just basically like just reading, like a, a, a assume it's script based, basically, yeah, kind of going through this campaign, like just going through these series of adventures, basically, right? And right. the actual cast of the show shows, um, sorry, of that campaign actually shows up here, so they all like reprising their their rules and whatnot. I thought that was really interesting here. Um, we do get a couple of guest voices as well, too. I heard McGill, um, Stephanie Beatrice as well. Um, you know, um, Indira Vama. Last time I saw her was in Game of Thrones. Um, you even get David Tennant and all, too. Like, what? Okay, well, yeah, okay. nice, spend, nice, don't yeah. spend on their money. All right. All yeah, right. Yeah. Dom- Dominic Monaghan and all, too. Like, all right. They even right. get Gina Torres. Like, all right, spend your money. Spend your money. <laughs> but yeah, what, what this show is about, right? So it's set in this, well, you know, mythical world of Exandria, right? Um, so it's actually a world that, um, you know, the guy, this guy, Matthew Mercer, who created this whole thing, right? So it's his personal Dungeons & Dragons campaign that he he launched into this web series, right? Called Critical Role, right? Um, so it's set on the continent of Taldori, right? If I put your name wrong, forgive me, right? And we are introduced to this this group of mercenaries called Vox Machina, right? And right off the bat, how they establish it, how they establish them, and I'll bring this up in the review, is very Guardians of the Galaxy S, right? You know, there's there's the tough guy, right? He's the Jack's character, right? Um, there is the the gunman, you know what I mean? There's the two elf-like warriors or elf rangers if you want to call them right, right? We have a gnome who has, you know, powers, mythical powers. We have another gnome who has powers as well too, but he he's a comic relief basically in this in this whole show, right? Um, and then we have this half elf druid who you know has these you know powers as well too. So we have so it's the I want to say typical you know archetypes when it comes to you know um, of of you know to fantasy of this nature, and you know you just get them through these these characters here, right? So we have. Um, we have Vex and Vax, they are twins, but, you know, they are half-elves and whatnot. Uh, we have Percival, or Percy, right? He's actually my favorite character. He, you know, he's a gunslinger. We have Pike Trickfoot. She is a gnome, and, you know, she has this power. So um, it's all related within this mystical power called Everlight, right? So in a way, it's like the Force in Star Wars, but, you know, it's more mythical, right? Uh, we have Kaelet, right? She is a half-elf druid. Um, you know, she's more associated with, like, trees and plants, and, you know, she also has the ability to turn into different animals as well, which is really cool, right? Uh, we have um, Sc- Scanlan, right, who is a bard, right? But he's a gnome as well, too. Right, he is actually the most crass and vulgar out of everyone. You know, he's always dropping some kind of random sex joke here, there, right? But his skill set is very cool, though, because you know he has a he has um what you call that instrument again by um one second. Let me see if I find it. Is it a lute? By let me see if I find it. Is it a lute? Like a kind of small guitar. Yeah. Yes. Is right. It's a lute. You're right. It's a lute. Right. 
yeah, so he has his magic loot. Um, it actually creates like you would see Scanlan's hand, and you'll actually see it, like if he's in a rock or metal band or whatnot. This is part of the charm of the character, right? And you'll see like a hand come out, like a like a magic hand, basically, right? And you know he usually sings his spells, right? Which is a nice little touch in terms of you know his character, and whatnot, right? So what happens is that um, this kingdom is under the, the, the threat of this um, this dragon. So or you know this 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 grave threat basically. We find out it's a dragon, right? So they brought and you know they they do the job and whatnot. And you know the the, the king and whatnot is so impressed by them. They actually give them their own little estate, you know, their little land and whatnot for them to to live in basically, right? But then afterwards, um, we learn that there's a, a a bigger enemy now by the name of Silas. Briarwood, who is actually voiced by Matthew Mercer himself. He's the guy who created this thing, by the way, right? Uh, he and his wife, now we, we learn, uh, are vampiric, right? So I don't want to call them vampires per se, but they do have vampiric powers, right? And we learn that, you know, um, they basically running this this um, town called Whitestone, right? This was originally owned by um, Percival's family, but they were like literally wiped out. They were like killed brutally, right? And they just took, they stole the show basically, right? So yeah, Percy now can well, through some circumstances, I would say they find themselves in Whitestone now and Percy's just all hell-bent on revenge. He just wants to get rid of these guys, right? And at the same time, they just go through like a series of adventures, just a series of you know um of threats and you know um tribulations and obstacles basically right but the show itself mainly revolves around you know Percy's you know um hellbent mission on stopping you know um the Briarwoods right and I'll stop here right so uh as I said before, I mean, I am not the biggest fan of this style of fantasy, this Dungeons and Dragons this, you know style basically um, I know a couple of people who are into it as well too, but I don't know. I I'm just not into you know the, the board game type of thing. I would more play it as a video game and you know just explore the worlds and whatnot. Not sit down in a board you know and, and play a board game like that, right? But hey, teach your own, right? But what I, what I, what really impressed me about this show right, here right, right, right. is that um you know it it it. You know, it, it does cater to both to, 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 to both people, like you know, both you know, classes of people I would say, right? Those who enjoy Dungeons and Dragons, who enjoy, you know, board games and video games of you know similar to that, right? And then, you know, for me, you know, it caters to just those who just you know, enjoy just seeing, you know, a fantasy story played out in right. a, in an episodic fashion, right? Um uh, it's very Game of Thrones influence, of course. I mean I mean, it is right, um, and it's you know it's it, within the same sort of Eurocentric vibe when it comes to the world building and all that kind of stuff. Right. Though, um, but you know, ever so often you will hear like an American voice or two. So I like that it adds a lot of balance to it as well. So it's not just Eurocentric voices because it's a fantasy show, right? But you also hear American voices as well. That's really cool as well, right? But really, what sells it though is just you know Vox Machina themselves, right? Actually, it's never said why they call Vox Machina, though, but I oh. guess if you play the game, I guess, or you watch the series, you'll understand, right? But, right, yeah, right. I mean, just right off the bat, the moment they introduce to, you could tell that there's a, and I feel it's just unintentionally, right? But there is a Guardians of the Galaxy influence going on with the characters, right? Um, you know how, you know, they will get into shenanigans and whatnot, right? But there's a lot of dark, deep stuff that's going on within each each one, um, character, they, they, I mean, they have their flaws, and you know, you know, they're not perfect, right? And you know, it's always sold on how imperfect they are, and how you know, 
they kind of just need each other, right? That's that's one thing the show really needs, how much they really need each other. And not just when they're fighting and kicking ass, and they do a lot of fighting, a lot of kicking ass in this, right? But yes, you know, when they need some emotional support, right? They're, they're always there, right? Um, for me, hands on my favorite character in this show is Percival, aka Percy. He is such a badass in this show. For one thing, his skill set is awesome. So yeah, he has this, um, you know, this the, the sort of, um, I would say, way. It's sort of steampunk inspired, though the, the sort of mini Gatling gun, right? That 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 kind of style of gun he has that right, and when he uses it, it's always awesome. There's it, something about where like I, I don't know. I, I have to attribute it to the to the sound design though. But every time he's like firing shots though, there's this doom 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 to it though. It's it always like you know hits me now every time I hear it, right? But he has this um this well skill set I would say, but it's also like um this. Um, flaw, I should say, right? Where basically there's this demon that possesses him, um, ever so often, right? And what happens is that he has this debtless, right? Uh, this because it's re- it's in relation to um, well, the people who were involved in you know his family being killed, right? Uh, right. way back when, right? Right. So his gun has this cool thing, right? Where you would see a name kind of show up, like like a rune, basically on on the gun itself, right? Every time he confronts that same person and he will be like oh you were the guy who do this or you were the person who do this right and then like this well the sort of demon it, it always kind of um it covers his face with this kind of weird mask basically right and it kind of covers his body like a shield basically the shadow and yeah he will talk to them down and then he will just gun them down in cold blood like every time he does that it is just awesome i love that right uh but i just love the complexity of the, of the character as well too because i mean he he wants to get the job done you know it's all about the mission and all kind of stuff but he is just so swept up in revenge and hate though like it literally manifests itself into um as this um demon right um, especially in like the last couple of episodes, though, well, the last episode, see, though, where he has to come face to face with that demon itself, dude. Yeah, that that was great, too. Love that, right? Um, you have the the big strong tough guy, right? That is Grog. I forget his. I forgot to mention him, right? right. He is um, to me, I I, I see him as the Drax in the, in the group, right? You know, he's tough. He fights. He never hesitates. But he's kind of goofy and silly and childish at the same time, right? And not all right to the head, right? But yeah, yeah, you love him because of how goofy and silly is but when it's time to get down he gets down right i love that right and yeah i mean yes you know the characters themselves even right now the developers themselves are archetypes right you've seen these before in any form of dark fantasy um even like quite recently um stuff like castlevania or dota dragon's blood or to extend arcane you know i mean you've seen characters like that before right right but I like that the show itself is aware of that. It knows that yes, it is familiar, but it's not. It's not derivative per se. It, it's a fantasy world. You've seen fantasy worlds before. There are characters in this world who move like you know, just like the characters you play off of like a RPG or a board game or whatever, right? But you know, it's not like it's it's similar but different in a way, right? So I like that the show itself is not trying to reinvent the wheel or anything like that. It it knows exactly what it's being influenced by, right? That being said, though, I love how, because just right off the bat, this is TVME, right? So I love how, you know, uh, how how mature it approaches the, the the subject matter, right? I mean, you get your action, you get your thrills, you get your emotion and all that, but it's still very, you know, R-rated and whatnot, right? Um, there's, you know, a lot of like, um, you know, they, 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 they'll drop the old, you know, language here, there as well too, right? Um, 
And at times, I know for some people, they might find it to be, how to say, like um, edge lordy in a sense, like, oh, we just have to drop these things just because. But I think it just adds to the charm of the show, right? Especially the, the opening sequence of the first episode alone. That's the way how it sets up. <laughs> how it sets up everything, though. I love that. It, it, it It's funny and it's dark at the same time, right? Another criticism I know people will have of the show is the the, the tones, right? So, you know, like, it, off the first episode, you might think, oh, it's like a, like a parody of, you know, dark fantasy, right? So, it's the same stuff that you know, but we 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 just drop in all these these um these crass humor into it, right? But in a way, it is like that, but it's not like that. Um, especially when right. they, when the go when when the when the show itself continues on, right? At first, it may seem like that, right? Uh, but it's far from a parody, though. It's it's its own world, though, and you can tell, like, it, you know, it's it's coming from you know people who are really passionate about this 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 style of 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 um of storytelling, anyway, right? Um. But yeah, even though there is, you know, coarse language in it as well too, it's not in an edgy, it's it's in an edgy way, but not in an edge lord. We trying hard to be, you know, kind of way. You know, it just kind of feels like no, we 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 know what we do, we know what we do, right? But I know for some people, they might just find like, okay, well, they're just trying too hard to be edgy, trying too hard to be funny. But most times, I find myself like really laughing at some of the jokes too, um, especially like the stuff that um. At Scanlan was dropping as well too. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause he 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 would just drop some sexual in you and do here or there as well too. But it's just how at times it's real out of time anyway how he drops it. Though. But it works. It works in terms of the character, right? Um, the villains themselves. I thought that they they were they were they were well fleshed out as well too. Very menacing as well too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really love to hate them. That that's what I love about them, right? And you really feel it for the the characters themselves when they go when they have to square off against them, right? Now, I will say, though, like, you know, as far as the main characters go, you're not going to get a lot of depth in this, right? You're not going to get a lot of backstory and all that kind of stuff. You really get more with uh, three characters, per se. That would be Percy himself, especially with the, you know, stuff with his family. Kaelit, um, especially with what's going on with her trying to awaken her powers, as all I would say. Okay. And um, Pike herself, right? Where she has powers but at a point in time she feels like she loses them and then she has to kind of like go back to basics and kind of learn about her powers and you know all that kind of stuff right um yeah those those three characters get a lot of um a lot of you know embellishment i would say but the other characters are just there to kind of do what they do but in no way am i seeing that they want them they're just not given as much you know emphasis as you know certain characters and whatnot right um, Animation-wise, I would say it's it, as as Ashton, you know, says, um, you know, as Ashton Menzies says, you know, basically, it's very Ameri-me, right? It's very American anime, that kind of style, right? There's a lot of, like, anime, like, you know, moments and character moments and stuff like that. But you could tell it's American studio. Actually, um, these guys, um, Titmouse, if you remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, no, they, still, they still do work. They're still doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember, like, how... Um, Castlevania was right. where yeah it looked like anime but it's an American studio right I think it was Powerhouse who worked on it or something like that right yeah right. yeah and uh, last thing that's because it's from Amazon Studios though I would say while it doesn't go as gory and brutal as say Invincible did uh, at points it you could tell that it's uh, it's it's going like it's it's almost a tip of a reach at that point because yeah as you would expect. 
yeah, this 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 show is pretty violent though. But um, you can't expect it in a show like this anyway, Dread. So you know, there's a lot of you know bloody kills and all that kind of stuff. But it totally works in the context of what the show is about. Um, and just just for me though, just just seeing where the story plays out though, especially those last two episodes though, I would say yeah, legit um had me on my seat though because yeah literally this is where shit hits the fan this is where everything is just you know hitting home you know what i mean and where it all goes yeah i was on board though and last 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 thing i'll say before i get to written um that it, it, it ends on a cliffhanger and i must say when that cliffhanger right. dropped i was like yeah i can't wait for, for season two i am ready i am there <laughs> i want to see this as soon as right so yeah at the end of the day i was i was totally impressed by this though i i, I did go in with my expectations a little bit high though um and i won't say that you know this is like the best you know um animated dark fantasy show that you'll see though but i will say that this is one of the most enjoyable you will see man um at the moment, I can't say that it's up there like, say, a Castlevania. Okay? Remember, Castlevania took a while to grow on me. But even even early on, I was impressed by what I was seeing, right? And, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, too, voice acting, of course, top-notch, right? You, you, you kind of come to expect that with shows like this anyway, right? But, yeah, I, I, I feel that with more seasons, though, this 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 could grow, this actually could grow and develop into a really like 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 solid animated series man so um but i would say really what what makes it work though is that it it, it appeals not just to fans of this um this this genre um of of you know fancy well yeah, i would say fans of, of of dark fantasy as a whole right but it you know like non-fans could go into this and be like yeah I, I i get this yeah this is cool this is cool right it's it's like those games it's like you know those video games right it's 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 like a it's like a, a warcraft it's like a elden ring it's like that but it's something right. totally different right you yeah. don't have to know about um dungeons and dragons to, to understand this believe me i know little to nothing about dungeons and dragons all i just know is just a tv show and that god awful movie that's all i know but if you were to ask me anything about dungeons and dragons i can't tell you right but you don't have to be a fan to appreciate this you don't have to be a fan to enjoy this show here and yeah there's a lot to appreciate there's a lot to enjoy in this man so yeah, for me, I'm going to give this a decent, a strong four to five, man. This this season one, you know, really kicked things off on a high note, though. Um, and I really want to see where the show goes. I, I actually heard that, like, um, a second season was already greenlit. So, yeah, I, I want to see, you know, more seasons out of this. And, I mean, it's from Amazon Studios, right? So, I don't think they're going to, um, you know, cancel stuff just because, right? You know, I don't yeah. think they'll do that. But yeah, I would say this is this is another this is another win for for Amazon Studios, man. So they have the boys, they have Invincible, and now they have this. So yeah, right. I mean, as far as um you know, adult you know um action you know content goes, yeah yeah they they have it up there, man. Um, I know well just off just you know off topic by the way. I know Amazon Studios. I think they I think they actually dropped the first episode of um, the boys Diabolical, right? That's the um, yeah, no, the that's anthology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't, yeah. So I didn't watch it, but yeah. I yeah, I, I haven't watched it as yet. I actually want to wait till it, it wraps up and then I could take it in. Because it's an anthology, right? It's an anthology yeah. series. So, I mean, yeah. But I have a feeling that's going to be just as good as, um as you know, those other titles that I mentioned here. And of course, The Legend of Vox Machina. So, yeah, I mean, Amazon Studios, like, really shaping up to be a strong contender along with, uh, you know, to, I would say, to HBO Max and to extend to um, Netflix, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking for, I would say, it, it, was, it was just funny, right? If you're looking for, like, the next uh, replacement to say, you know, to um, to Castlevania, or if you just watch Dota, Dragon's Blood, and you're looking for something similar within that um, genre, I would say, 
yeah, give this a look, man. You'll, you'll totally enjoy it, man. You'll totally enjoy it. All right, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can I find you online? Up at Sad, RMDDY, that's at RMD on Twitter, and you can type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. All right, in the description to this uh, episode here, you will find a link tree link. If you go on that, you will find my Instagram, my Twitter, my YouTube, and my Facebook, right? On the Facebook and YouTube, you'll find excerpts from this episode of BBB Radio, along with other episodes of BBB Radio, uh, Bears Beats and Bailey, which we did in the past, and of course, retrospect reviews. So, uh, stuff to look forward to in March. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the Batman, well, for one thing. Yeah, the, the Batman. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Um, and also, just letting you know one time, Ricardo, I'm also going to be doing a retrospect review of uh, David Fincher's Zodiac. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah because, um, you know, because for those who do um, the Riddler character in the Batman, <clears throat> it's inspired, I believe, by the Zodiac killer. So, at least, oh, and also, Zodiac is turning 15 years old uh, this week at the time of the first three um, recording this, right? So I think, you know, this would be a good time for me to, to actually, you know, recap that movie. Cause I only saw it once. Yeah. Um, didn't love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. But over the years, I know a lot of people say this is Fincher's best word. But I mean, for me, it's still a, 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 a toss-up between Seven and Fight Club, right? But I, I have a feeling that if I watch Zodiac again, though, I will... I will like love that film, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, so we're going to be talking about those two in the in the next episode, right? Of course, the final episode of Genius. We're going to talk about that. What else? Uh, Star Trek Discovery supposed to be wrapping up in March, yeah. so I haven't started season four as yet. I will. Yeah, they premiere, catch up in time. and then they'll be premiering Picard sometime in the season as well. Oh, in, in March as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Then no. All right. All right. No, no. Um, I think I think Orville coming out. I'm sure. Orville should no, no, Orville coming. No, no, Orville coming middle of the middle of the year. Um, I, I, I legit forgot about Orville and <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even know Orville was still going. I thought nah, yeah, it didn't get cancelled. Nah, it just... didn't get cancelled anything. They're coming back and they're just kind of rehauling it. Is that sure? I don't defend and I, you know, I'll get into why I have problems with it, but yeah, it, um, yeah, we'll talk about it. So, yeah, yeah, we, we will, we will. And uh, last but not least, um, Oscar highlights, man, as, as we do every year, um, you know. The, the the morning after, if you want to see, uh, we will talk about the, the you know the highlights from this year's Oscars, and I will try to to check out at least a few more um, Oscar nominated films, you know, before um, before the award ceremony takes place on Sunday the twenty seventh, right? And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever this is. This was Match Really and Ricardo Medina, and we are signing off for another episode of BBB Radio. So until the next one. Take care, stay safe in and out, pray for Ukraine, peace.